Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
future of your planet is at stake. I have to ask you to try to stay calm, and it's important for everyone not to panic. I am authorized to assure you that so far there is no reasonable cause for alarm. We work for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency. Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. We are the men in black. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. It's awesome, baby! What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? This is Coach Kyrie, and you are now rocking with the best. Woo! Boys going down tonight. Well, I shouldn't say it's going up. Got to watch my verbiage tonight. I think I'm going to be in the presence of a linguist, you know, somebody who is as almost as peculiar as I when dealing with languages. So tonight, we're definitely going to be having some fun tonight. So what you need to do is go ahead and strap in, get your alkaline water, roll you up something nice, sip of wine, light your incense, but take your shoes off and do not plan to go anywhere because this one's going to be a super-duper blast to the future. Some people say, oh, that was a blast in the past. You played that fantastic voyage. Well, you know, each and every Monday night at 11 o'clock, you take the cosmic love trip with Coach Kyrie and the beauty queen. Well, tonight, the beauty queen is experiencing some Mercury retrograde action, and she just hit me and was like, I'm going to be late, Kyrie. I'm coming through, but I got to go take care of something, dealing with family. And we know Mercury is siblings. Retrograde is revisit, redo, maybe even rescue, which is what she had to do. So she will be joining us on the call later. But as chance happens and the universe, which is no happenstance, the universe was like, man, this is a yin and yang show. It must stay balanced. So I think I pulled off a coup tonight by making sure I had my backup plan, even though it wasn't a backup plan, kind of like built in. But I got to build up on the hype first before I introduce my co-host tonight. Well, they're actually my, they were intending to be a guest of the show, and they ended up, they're going to end up being the co-host. So don't any of you go anywhere. It's getting ready to get crazy. I mean, for me, you know what I say. This is a dream come true. So look, tonight's topic is do men know how to lead and can women follow? So I got to give you some background on the topic. So years ago, probably a lot of my listeners know that I was a major uh, player in part in the building of the progressive love movement over with Juju Mama. Uh, big shout-outs to Kenya Stevens, Hakashimu, and my man Rakim Sekou, and the gender harmonics, and which is the foundation. You know, um, growth is the purpose. Everything else is a result. But the gender roles, um, there are eight of them. There are four males and four females. And the four males is the monk, the leader, the soldier, and the negotiator. And the four complements to that are the visionary. These are all the feminine lane. Visionary, the follower, and the nurturer slash conservationist, and the lover. And each of these, all of us have all eight of these qualities in us, but some of them are more dominant than others. 
and to have successful relationships in the home and repair and rebuild the horrific numbers that we're putting up for a divorce rate as a family, it is a must that the roles be identified, encouraged, and practiced on a continual basis. And I fully, fully, fully support that. So me, I was, I'm a monk by nature due to my birthday. And monks normally have weak leadership skills. We like kind of organizing, but we're not that accountable or we're not, you know, good at being responsible for making making sure things happen when they're supposed to happen. So it took me about over two years, like even to today, I'm always noticing what can I do to improve upon my leadership skills. And, you know, any one of these areas that a person is weak in, they just need to focus on improving in that. And a lot of people, um, a lot of women are natural nurturers and maybe natural visionaries, but expressing it is a totally different thing. But in my research and my experience in coaching people, I've seen that the big, one of the, 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 well, the two big areas for the men that they are weak is the leading role and the monk role. I call it the missing monk syndrome. And tonight we're going to be talking about why men leading is so important. So a couple of weeks ago or maybe a couple of months ago, I forgot where I was going. I was going to a jazz festival down here in Atlanta, and I was at the Midtown Martyr Station minding my business. Now, you know how the universe operates with me. And I'm sitting outside the, um, waiting on the shuttle bus to come to take me down to Piedmont Park for the festival, and, I mean, this gorgeous woman walks out. Oh, and she is looking so fine, but not just a regular fine, classy fine. And she was just exuding, like, really hot sexual energy. She was just, I mean, in person. She wasn't too tall. She wasn't too short. But I just liked her whole stilo. And I was like, man, she is bad. And I was like, should you say something to her? And I was like, man, you got to say something to her. You know, just go ahead, man. You know, don't say nothing ignorant or repugnant. But the conversation got started. And she came back. And I think she reached in her bag and pulled out her book. And she says, I'm an author. And I was like, really? What is, the, you know, what's the book? And she was like, Man Leads. And I was like, oh, my God. The last four years of my life or five years with progressive love is all about men being leaders. But when you say men being leaders, some women think the word follower is a dirty word. I ain't following no man. I ain't following. Why I got to follow? Why I got to follow? That's a curse word. What you mean? What you mean? And here is a woman has written a book called Man Leads. We had a short conversation, and I asked her to talk about my radio program, and then I hunted her down, hunted her down on Instagram, just trying to, and, and on Facebook, and looking for her, and tonight I have and can report success. It's awesome, baby! And the hits just keep on coming. So tonight, without further ado, I want to just let you all know that I have the author of Man Leads. Not only is she just an, an, an author, she's also an educator like myself. I'm an educator. She's an educator. 
I'm an author and she's an author, but her book is already written and published. So Kyrie's she's also an inspiration to me to get my book done. I got a couple of books, in, you know, in the in the on the shelf, but that are waiting to come out. But her and just her style of doing things is just so magnificent. I'm so happy that she is here tonight, and she's bringing all that sex appeal. It's just amazing to me that she's going to be on the air with me tonight, help as my guest and my stand-in co-host until the beauty queen gets here. I am just, whew, I'm just fantastically ready for this type of thing to happen. If any of you have not read the bio, well, not the bio, but the introduction, um, this whole thing is about I've always been a proponent of men leading and women following ever since the roles were defined by my friends over at Juju Mama and the Progressive Love Movement. I feel that man is supposed to be and is built to be the leader and is accountable for things being taken care of in the house so his woman can be the generator and magnet. And I'm going to explain a little bit tonight as well about those roles scientifically. Well, lately I've been reading a new book called Man Leads by Ro Kutno, and it's all about the benefits of men leading, and she has gathered research from over a 1,000 men all over the world. Tonight, in our efforts here at the Cosmic Love Trip, we're going to talk about roles and specifically leading and following. Are they necessary? Who should be leading, and what are the advantages of having and knowing roles? Does leading mean the boss? Does follower mean slave? Well, tonight we're going to get into that and much, much more. Buckle your seatbelt. The call-in number is 347-205-9089. Press 1 if you got a comment, question, or feedback anywhere throughout the show. But right now, we're getting ready to get it in. Please put your hands together for my friend and yours. This is a dream come true. It's awesome, baby! Okay. <laughs> yeah, what's up, beautiful queen? I told you I was going to spoil you tonight. You're talking about you've been on shows before. You ain't never done it like Coach K does it, baby. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thanks for my introduction. Oh, absolutely. Nice. Oh, you like that? You like that? Yeah, it was nice. I got more where that came <laughs> from. And look, with all of that fanfare I gave her, y'all ain't heard nothing yet. I mean, like, that. don't let that little giggle, her sounding real soft and everything, don't let that fool you now. We had a very <laughs> spirited conversation earlier today getting to know one another earlier for this show, and I can tell we're going to have many, many more, you know, um, but I've had fun with her thus far in our interactions, and I'm sure we're going to have fun tonight. What do you think, Ro? You think we're going to have fun tonight? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> what you think? What you What you think about? Are you ready to ride on the cosmic love trip? Yeah, let's go. Do you have questions? Where Where, where do we start? Oh man, no problem, no problem. Well, first of all, I want my audience to like get a feel. They know They know my story. You know, I'm come. I come from a divorce home. I was a latchkey kid, and I feel that communications is the number one uh, thing that basically destroyed my parents relationship because my father didn't have the management skills and the communicate he he could talk but he didn't know how to communicate with women and um his more was with the iron fist technique than it was subtle conversation and sign and scientific he was really really old school and i swore to myself when i was little that i was not going to 
go through those same relationship hangups as he did and what I saw because the next generation was much more important to me and I wanted to make sure that no matter what it took, I wanted to be prepared to be a better father, a better husband, a better friend, and a better example for the children and the people that came behind me. So people know know my story. I want to know if an extraterrestrial came down and said, who is Ro Cutno and what is she doing writing a book called Man Leads? You know, where's her authority? How does she get to write Man Leads? It's no no male co-author. It's a female talking about Man Leads. So could you please tell, because I do have some extraterrestrials listening. I have people calling in from Andromeda and the Sirius Constellation, like, quite often, and they do catch the downloads. So can you, you know, tell my listening audience who you are, where you're from, a little bit about yourself, and then what led you to writing this magnificent piece of work? Well, actually, my parents are extremely traditional and have been. Um, And both of them are from New Orleans, although I was born in, in California. My dad um, grew up in a very privileged situation where his family worked as staff on a plantation in Louisiana, and he was born there and lived there until he went to college. But there were servants everywhere, and he believed that that plantation and those servants were um, belonged to his family. The actual owner was a man who second home was this plantation. So there were no other family members on this plantation except for my dad and his family. And all of the servants there raised him and all of the, the family members there raised him in a really, really close-knit um, community and situation and family. When my dad married my mother, she, um, my mother is naturally timid and naturally ex- feminine, extremely feminine. And Coming from the background that my dad did, he has an automatic leadership role everywhere that he goes. And he wanted his children to have a privileged childhood the way that he did, but he didn't have the money to provide that. So his way of providing a privileged childhood to us was to have our mother stay home. And watching the dynamics between my parents as our mother stayed home and my dad busted his butt to take care of seven children that they had together, um, there was nothing but harmony. My dad is one of the most gentle leaders I have ever witnessed. And there is an extreme amount of grace and respect that that would go between us and him and he and my mom growing up. And we didn't ever once see our parents have an argument. And outside of our home, you know, in the 70s, we saw, you know, some turmoil everywhere outside of our home within relationships. As I got older, um, I, I saw that more and more. But my parents' marriage stayed the same. It had the same peace and harmony. And there was always this dynamic where my dad was the leader and my mom was the follower. But I witnessed her get everything she wanted. And it 
is an obvious um, dance to me between man and woman when it comes to a relationship of leading and following. And it, there is no possible way that if my mother tried to lead that my father would follow. <laughs> um, as I, you know, I pay very close attention to my parents and my family and all people around me. I realize now that I'm just a natural sociologist. And um, that led me to wanting to raise my children in a multilingual way. Both of my daughters speak four languages, and I speak five languages now. And this journey has led me to become actually the number one, the world's only multilinguistic childhood acquisition expert in the world. Um, and this is because, probably because I didn't have any fear of... I didn't have any fear of, like, what what could happen if I decided to step out and do something that was new. And um, my husband and I decided to raise our daughters multilingual, and it grew into a private school in Atlanta where, you know, we had such hopes and dreams for all of the students that came to our school. And I learned so much about culture and language along the way. But one of the things that the cultures that I didn't understand so much was the black American culture. You know, my upbringing was not similar to the average black American culture. So the parents of my students were black Americans. And the amount of complaining and the amount of stress and the amount of looking for problems was amazing to me. I had to learn that this is a normal thing for in these people's homes. My students would come to work, um, would come to school, and they were not able to get their work done because of stress at home. And eventually a lot of the um, parents would separate or get divorces, and all of my staff members in my school for eight years were from another country. It was a requirement that our teachers came from another country to pass their language directly to our students. Not one of the teachers in the entire eight years that I owned my school had a problem or an argument or a separation with their husbands or with their wives. Not one. Meanwhile, all of the black American families that were work that, that um, came to our school they were almost all having problems. So it was a complete opposite. You know, they would drop their children off, there were problems. When they would leave, it was, there were no problems. There, were, there was peace in the school. When they came to pick their children back up, there were problems again. And this was for eight years. And I couldn't, I, I needed to find out why. When, when I couldn't take the complaining and the stress of the mothers and the um and how much turmoil they would bring to the school. After eight years, I decided that I needed to divorce them. I felt like they were treating me like they did treat their husbands at home and didn't see any other way to help my students at that point but to write a book that they could use in order to have a manual on how to actually have a harmonious family based on the types of families that their teachers had. And their teachers were from Morocco, Japan, China, South America, several different parts of Africa, the Caribbean, you name it, 
as long as these, and we did not have, you know, our English teacher was from America, and she was one long teacher, mm-hmm. and all of the other teachers, they were from other countries. And the amount of peace that, that, that they have is like nothing you see on TV. There was, there's, there's no similarity. And in every single one of these relationships, the man leads and the woman follows. So that's where I started. And, you know, we use our connections with our school and our backgrounds and culture and language to connect with a thousand different men from all over the world. And we interviewed those men, sometimes remotely and sometimes within their countries, with the help of everyone and their translation um, abilities. And these were very specific types of men that we interviewed. They must have had to come from extremely healthy families. And if their wives were not affectionate towards them in the presence of myself or one of my assistants, we would not count we would not interview them because a woman can fake affection during sex but a woman cannot fake affection will not provide affection to a husband that she does not like so we required that if the wife be actually affectionate towards a man in a non-sexual way and that the husband come from generations and generations of married couples And from those men, we created a manual. How do they live? What are their habits? What do their women do that keeps them devoted? How much time do they spend with their children? What is the interaction that they practice when they do spend time with their children? And it was fascinating. What I like like about, (laughs) oh, Trust me, I'm I'm hanging right now. Like I'm flipping through the book, you know. I'm already in the like I'm already in third gear already, but I'm just chilling. What I really like is the fact that just just a, what I like about what you're saying is what I like about you overall and how the universe is playing this out. Like when I told you earlier today, I created you. Like in my mind, I've been saying once you get out of the United States. And you look at the divorce rate, like I'm a proponent of the system that they have in India is most relationships are based on astrology. The children are placed together based on their right. birthday, and their divorce rate is less than 5%. We don't care, right. and we right. don't ask nothing about the birthdays or go consult a professional astrologer. And then we use the terms like, quote, unquote, fall in love. And then right. they right. think, you know, I've been married four times or you know, there's never any real in-depth look at what systems. So astrology isn't the only system. You went to cultural systems and said, let me go find some place where there's success at. And one of my brothers, Hakeem Bey, says, nothing succeeds like, nothing succeeds like success. And if you model right. yourself right. after success, you have no choice but to be successful. Why do you think people exactly. pay all of this money to be mentor to go shoot around the golf of Tiger Woods. You're not going to be in the Masters, but your swing will improve if you play 18 holes of golf with Tiger Woods or if you right. get to be in a room or eat lunch with a Donald Trump. So that's why I was right. like, right. she's done her homework. I don't even want to talk to people who haven't done their homework. And I know earlier today 
I was sharing something with you when you was like, Kaya, that's a little rough. Well, I feel like I'm a lifeguard. And when a lifeguard sees someone drowning, he or she doesn't necessarily, is not necessarily afforded the leisure of coming out there being gentle with them. Like I can blow the whistle and say, get away from there, come back in, and things like that. That's a showing of grace. But we're at a time due to our numbers of what our divorce rates are, what our domestic violence numbers are, that we are reaching a critical mass where to me is like if you want to talk caveman language, then I need to speak caveman language in order to save you. You know what I mean? You're absolutely right. I agree with you. We are at a really critical point. And I think people are sleeping at the wheel or people are tired and busy and entertaining themselves with whatever entertainment they can find and unaware that we are at a very critical point. And I like to explain to women that men are talking to each other about what they're going to do about things between women and men. And women are not part part of this conversation. Modern, westernized women. And when I say that, I'm referring to women who are affected by modern American culture. Let's be clear here. Those are people <laughs> who are those are people who are in Canada, Australia, England, America, and sometimes it refers to Europe, but not so much because it mostly affects people who speak English because they can gather information from our culture through language. So when I refer to modern westernized women, I'm referring to people who generally speak English or model themselves after American culture. And all of our history post-feminism. When you look at these women they are completely unaware that men are having serious conversations with each other about not trying with them anymore, about giving up. And men are tired of the – men don't want to get divorces. Men don't want their families to not work out. But because the world is getting smaller and the Internet is connecting people and people are coming from universities to live here and to stay here, people work here in financial industries and in anything else you can think of. From all over the world, we are mixed more than ever before. And men are getting a glimpse at how women are from other cultures. This is the end if westernized women don't get it together. But the other factor is that Western men, American men, black and white, are attracted to American women, not just by the look, but by the sound, by the language, the fact that we speak a common language, and by smell. So American men want to work it out with westernized American women. They want their, that's, this is their first choice, but they're not willing to deal with emasculation anymore, and that is a huge factor. Emasculation is a very broad word. <laughs> now, 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 Ro, Ro, I'm gonna yes. tell you, I'm, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just be your roving reporter in the streets because I talk. Eighty-five percent of my clientele and probably most of my listeners are female, 
And I have so okay. many of so many of them who say they give me these these three or four accounts as to why oh men aren't available because they they're messing with you know they're they're homosexuals and they're messing with uh women outside of their race and I ain't it's got not true. No, I, I ain't got no time for that. I'm just telling you what they're telling me, Ro. Listen, okay, I didn't but say it was true. this is the reality. This is, this is Come the on. reality. If you are looking at your city or your state, it is a very huge possibility that there are not enough men there. But if you're looking at the entire country, there's enough good men, and that needs to be defined, but there are enough good men for every woman to get one. You don't need two men. <laughs> But women have pushed men to not want to deal with them. This is serious. We don't have this example on TV or in film where men are saying, I don't want to deal with women. What we have is a representation of the black or American man on TV who just wants to use women for sex and not call back. But the reality is, even good men are having sex with women as a last result because they don't want to deal with women, and that's why they're not calling back. Whoa. That's the real reason why they're not calling back. Women be nasty. I'm sorry? I was just going to say, now, nobody's, nobody put me up on that game you put me up on. I haven't heard that yet. Yeah, well, this is what I this is what I hear from men, and it's really interesting when we get down to the dynamics because when I start to talk about modern westernized women, and because of the fact that I am a brown skinned American lady, people think that I'm talking about black women. I'm not talking about black women. I'm talking about all American women. Bother men. So the cheating would not be the, the alleged cheating that we call cheating. We would not have all these problems if women were not bothering and upsetting and depleting men. Men are tired. American men are tired of American women, and they are doing everything they can to keep their families together. They care about family way more than the media likes to portray. Men have an, an, an extremely interesting affinity and obsession with their children that the media does not show. And but when men leave their families, when good men leave their families, it's because they're trying to preserve themselves with the last bit of manhood that they have in order to continue to protect and provide for their families as much as they possibly can because a man needs his testosterone level to be high in order to feel good and to be successful. And when women are constantly trying to be the man in a relationship and take up his space in a relationship, this moves the man to a position where he either is going to become the woman or leave. And when he becomes the woman, he has emotionally left also. So there's a science to this. We need to learn that there's a science to this. Men don't change. Men are not different than they were in 1662. They're the same. It's women who are expecting men to adjust. <laughs> 
you know. My callers are blowing up the line tonight. Look, I mean, now, now you know earlier when I talked to you, I said, honey, we're going to talk a little bit, then we're going to open the lines up. Well, I did tell them if they wanted to speak to you or they had comments, questions, or feedback, to press 1 and to call in, 347-205-9089. They calling in, and they lighting the lines up already. And I, as a leader... I have a plan. Like, okay. Hold on, hold on, no, no. I'm talking to my audience now because <laughs> Ro, Ro knows I have a plan. And you all know how I like to stir the pot up. I haven't even, we're just into the introduction part. She's just introducing herself. I haven't even thrown the first slow pitch to her. Like, I ain't even really got to the juiciness yet. And the lines, these ladies want to talk to you. And maybe some men want to talk to you. So, even before, because I told you there'd be a strong chance that you're going to have to come back. Because I haven't even, this is my show. This is my, I'm the HNIC. And I'm going to get to my questions, but I love my audience and I love Let's live go. radio. Woo. So what I'm, going to, <laughs> what I'm going to do, and this is another thing, audience, because I'm going, I'm going to let y'all get in. And I see y'all. I see the 951. I see the Skype call. I see a mentee. Seven five seven four zero four. I see y'all. I'm 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 coming, but I just wanted to let you know that one of the reasons, and I told Ro this, that I really like her being on my show is because she is as passionate as Kair is about this subject of repairing family. Okay, so I know we're gonna have some dialogue tonight. Might even get heated. That's okay. That's okay. I got all that covered. We ain't worried about that. Express yourself. Everybody knows they have the floor to be creative, right and left brain, and speak. But I know I brought an expert. I always bring an expert who can handle their own. So what I'm going to do real quick is play a quick song because I want people to, you know, get ready. And I'm going to go see who everybody is so I can just put, put your names in the queue. So I'm going to be right back in about two minutes and ten seconds. Everybody just hold okay. on, and we'll be right okay. back. Worldwide. Woohoo! <laughs> Love for life. Turn the book. Turn the good book. To the book of Revelation. Say something about Him coming. Him coming. Him coming. Him coming. I see your rainbow in the sky. About 72 degree weather outside uh, Nobody ever wants to die Cookouts and barbecues going on All kind of folks taking soap from stones Along with this beat, doctor In due time, my friend is written God will win again and again Heaven's coming so fast, it's running Listen to the angels coming In this dream, nobody paid too much rent Every family had a home Everybody's power turned on You better learn on about this hymn in him, the angels number way more than Sim. That's me, somebody else come and see. He got power, no money, and damn near everything free. You can even go to Tahiti on a freebie. Just get on that boat, that water, and float up. I'm trying to deal with our mind state. Heaven ain't a world with a motherfucking high crime rate. Niggas out here hustling for crumbs. Don't it feel good when it's somebody that you get $20 from? Without them thinking, it's for some dope. 
Cause I ain't never snorted cocaine or put a needle in my veins It's coming, I see full of colors Everybody down like brothers, even white motherfuckers Him coming, him coming Tonight is going crazy. The lines are blowing up. I couldn't even get all the way into my line of questioning for my for my uh, esteemed guest and stand-in co-host tonight, Ro Cutno. She is the author of Man Leads. You can go to Amazon right now. As a matter of fact, I want you to go to manleads.com, M-A-N-L-E-A-D-S.com, and bookmark it right now. I also want you to go to her Instagram page and follow her. And the hashtag we leaving tonight, we're using tonight is hashtag man leads. They did 8 million hashtags for BET Awards last night. We should at least be able to do 80. Let's go ahead and make man leads trending tonight. And I don't care whether you agree or disagree. I just want you to help <coughs> coach out and help me. Let's get man leads trending tonight and let's, you know, help coach out so we can help more people come in on the conversation and if you do tweet about us, please give them the call-in number, 347-205-9089. Say, I totally agree with what she's saying, or she's loony, or whatever you want to say. Coach is crazy. He's lost it. But make sure you use the hashtag manleads. You go over to Amazon. You can get the book. I got mine. I got home. Um, I'm reading mine. I'm on page 41. So it's not like I'm trying to tell you. And it's not even about, let's just sell a lot of books. You need this. You need this as a guide, all right? You need this as a guide, like, this isn't how she makes her – she's not going to lose her mortgage if she doesn't sell books. She didn't like, Coach, help me come on here. <laughs> no, I'm telling you that this is something – this is some good reading. It's easy, easy read. It's big print. Like, I'm flipping through it quickly. After the show's over, I'm laying in the bed. I, 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 I may finish – I'm going to do at least 150 pages tonight, okay, easily, because it's just very well written, and I can really hear the author as it goes. But please check out the website, bookmark it. Are you ready to get to this first caller? Yeah. All right. Uh, calling in from Skype, I got my man Joe. Joe, what's happening? Where are you calling from tonight? Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I'm calling from Montana. I want to tell the author that I happen to agree with what she's saying, and it's refreshing to have an author, especially a female author, not point fingers at men. I kind of expected to hear, well, you know, men should lead, and but you've got to be a particular type of leader for the woman to follow, otherwise you're not going to be a real type of man. Now, I'm also glad she interviewed people from across um, different stripes. 
uh, black, white, right. and maybe even Asian. I can tell you that uh, white men are leaving America for Asian women. Yes. And, and that women, uh, men in general, are backing out of dating. Uh, I wouldn't say emasculation, as you had said a few minutes ago, but I would say that we find women with this I'm strong and independent crap as being um, a little bit too obstinate. Every time it's, um, there's a conversation, if I say it rains, nope, it's sunny out. If I say it's sunny, no, it's raining out, and it could be the mm-hmm. same day. So it's, um, it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> Dating is a pain yeah. in the freaking ass. Yeah. And women like to confuse this, um, this alleged strength. Women are confused. You know, we have been buying into the idea that women have to be, have this masculine strength. Since the beginning of World War II, there was a comp- campaign to get women to start working. And this idea that we have been fed in America teaches women that we don't need men. This is like an actual campaign. It started with World War II, and it moved into the feminist movement. Well, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't even call it the feminist movement. I would call it the neo-feminist movement, the uh, hijacked right, feminist right, movement. Right, right, right. Because pro- I forgot the name of the author who wrote The Feminine Mystique. What's the name of that author? I'm not sure. Well, she's the one that started Betty Friedan, that's who. What she's is the it? One, yeah, she's the one that started it all, and all she wanted to do was just let women know you have choices. Just go out into the and workplace. That's fine. Yeah. And that's fine. But women have decided that they're going to attempt to be men, and not understanding that trying to be a man robs you of your femininity, and right. that your true power comes through your femininity. Sit down so that a man can stand up and be a leader. Um, okay, we can get into the roles later, I guess. Um, well, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm saying. I know what you mean. Where all the gentlemen win. The well, gentlemen yeah. are not going to stand up and open the door when you keep grabbing the door. Well, again, that's, that's something else. But all what I was trying to say, and what you've, um, you know, uh, brought to this particular show, which I've never been on before, I just came here because of the topic, was that men are tired of women either trying to be men or definitely pointing fingers at men for saying, well, you should have done this, you know? Yes. And I'm strong when I feel like being strong, and I'm weak when I feel like being weak, and you should know the difference. And men are just saying, look, I didn't go get my master's or become an entrepreneur to handle your bullshit. Bye. Yeah, (laughs) and it is that drastic. It is that drastic. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, excuse me for a second, uh, Ro. I want to ask Joe a question. We've never met. I love his energy and his authenticity, but I'm going to ask him something that I was explaining today, and I think Joe may be able to help me with this. I don't know if he's ever heard this example, but you're really, like, feeling my energy when I really tell, tell people, men, Joe, what do you think about this statement? I, as a man will not and don't want to deal with the woman who's putting on her psychic penis and she wants to have a dick-swinging contest against me. What are your thoughts on that, Joe? Well, that's about basically the theme of your particular co-host tonight. You know, of course, we want women to be... No, we have no qualms whatsoever about women being strong, independent, and even in leadership roles. Give me a Xena, Okay. I have no problem if she's smarter than I am, if she's better at certain um, activities than I am, for me to follow her. That's not the problem. The problem is women becoming um, very adept at certain things, and then when they 
become that adept, they still want men to surpass their particular abilities. Even though mm-hmm. they've been striving for decades to become equal, they still want a man to be more powerful, more intelligent, more intuitive. And we're just saying, hey, look, <laughs> I'm tired of trying to live up to your fantasy of what a superhero should be. Right. Get it, get, either get it together or get lost. <laughs> <laughs> And, well, you know, and and once again, well, I just want to make, go. I'm I'm sorry. Let me make this last. Let me make this last point. Joe really expresses something that I always say, and a lot of women think it's more complicated than this. But men, we want peace. We don't want to come home like when we're out in the streets. If I got to compete um, against Joe for a million dollar contract or for a job or for a 50-yard dash or in a race or something like that, then that's what me and Joe do. We compete. But when I come home, I want peace. And I think, and I'm going to, I'm a strong proponent that if a man does step out or if a man does say beat it, I don't want to be around you, it's because he doesn't want to be impeded in his search for peace. What do you think about that, Joe? Now, you just touched something which is extremely important to me. I've been saying for years that women cannot stand harmony. They are the architects of their own yes. self-destruction. Men, well, men do want peace, okay? Women can't tolerate it. They want drama, and they want action. I've been okay, talking to men and women for the last 20 years. Okay, okay? So westernized women, mm-hmm. because there are very peaceful women in very peaceful relationships that leave it like that in, in Asia, in Asia and Africa and Europe and South America. <laughs> Not yet, because I've said this on other shows, and people who know me, West, the Western industrialized woman is so brainwashed by her romantic fantasies, which is, which is to me is female pornography, okay? The Disneyland, the Cinderella, the romantic, uh, the knight in shining armor, all that crap, okay? Mm-hmm. Men are in the 20th century. We do not have dragons to slay. We want to go to work, come home, have peace, harmony, like the host said. We want a woman by our side for us to support her and for her Mm -hmm. to support us. I don't want to compete with a freaking, excuse me, with a freaking female. You want to compete? (laughs) Join Join the Army. That's true. Well, you know, this is a normal conversation between men. This is how it sounds. It's this direct and it's this bold. And most women cannot accept this type of conversation because there's an immediate defense when men start to say what they will accept and what they won't accept. I I have to explain to women in, in a way that they can understand that men are feeling depleted not just emotionally or mentally, men, ha- men feel a testosterone plummet and experience a testosterone plummet with their woman being dramatic and negative and complaining and causing turmoil within the home. This causes men to feel and be lacking in testosterone. Science- you mean that physically? <laughs> yes. You do. So the, the, number oh, okay. that, the number one thing that quickly, now there are several factors that changes a man's testosterone level. A lot of them can be environmental, 
many things, but the number one thing that will quickly improve or decrease a man's testosterone level is the treatment of his particular woman. And this is why men, this is the, the dialogue that men don't have to verbally explain to women what's happening to them. You know what the but, other... But, you know, I have to explain to women that you are literally causing your man to feel bankrupt when it comes to his testosterone, and he needs it in order to continue to feel masculine and enough to be successful and happy and virile and to be able to protect and to provide. And that's everything that, you know, men don't mm-hmm. require much. Men, wow. need to, men need to feel masculine and they need to have peace. This is the ultimate um, goal here okay. is the I'm going to agree with about 90% of what you said, but I'm not going to agree with the roles. You probably will get into that later on in the show with the host. I don't believe that a man has a role or a woman should have a role. I don't care about leading. That puts a burden on me. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. If you like what I'm going to do, if you like who I am, then you can be with me. If you well, don't you know like- what? That's an approach. That's an approach, sir. But honestly, what if the, because of the nature of women... Because of the nature of women, if there are no boundaries, women, because we act on emotions, all of us do, if there are no boundaries and if there is no leader, we seek a leader, whether it be a girlfriend or a pastor or Oprah or, in, or anybody else, we seek a leader to give us boundaries and it creates problems in our relationships. The well, man okay. Has the man has to be the leader because women naturally are seeking one. Well, then, if they want me to be the leader by natural means, fine. But I'm not going to put myself uh, into that position where I'm going to lead. I'm going to look to make sure that she's following. You're either with me or you're not. I know who I am. I know where I'm headed. I know what I've done. Um, and I know how I treat the woman who treats me right. Now, if a woman can't conform to that, if she wants to go follow, get her own subconscious leader someplace else, I'll give you the cat fear. Goodbye. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not competing, okay? Now, I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to put that burden on me, all right? Well, you know, competing, competing goes into the category of emasculation. You well, know? okay, that's, uh, I don't, never felt emasculated, but I have, I have felt uh, tired and worn out, and I've, te- and well, I've dealt with it. <laughs> That's how you feel when you're emasculated, worn no, out, depleted. All right, all right. You feel like you're, you're losing some of your testosterone, and it makes you feel worn out. But there are several different forms of emasculation, and um, we're not always aware of each of them. All right, that's your particular viewpoint. Okay. <laughs> um, I've never, again, felt emasculated. I never felt that a woman succeeded in grabbing my nuts and putting them in the pickle jar. But I do know that there have been women who have tried through being obstinate, playing games, and I, like I said, I've dealt with it. So um, that's just the way it is. I'm not going to be a leader the way that um, tra- the tradition demands that I be a leader. I'm going to be me. And the woman who wants to be with me, cool, because then you will be treated properly, just like I expect you to treat me properly. But for you, as a woman, to subconsciously put me on that pedestal where I'm going to have to make the important decisions unless you disagree, and then all of a sudden your goddessness comes into being. That's not happening with me. Okay? Mm-hmm. Joe, you're so, gonna, Joe, you're really going to 
Joe, I think that you're really going to enjoy the rest of the show because one of the things that I do is redefine words because, like, the old definition of leader is, 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 is no good. The old definition of love is no good. The old definition of sex is no good. Even the old definition of follower is no good. So as I go through the show tonight, I'm going to be making some, um, some points about what, what real leadership is that's strategically functional, you know, that mm-hmm. maybe people have not um, looked at from the angle that I present. So I definitely appreciate you calling in tonight. I, don't, I do not want you to hang up because I got some more juice for it tonight, and with your passion, I may have to open your line back up and bring you oh, back Oh, no in problem. You bring it on. I know there will be women saying, hey, hey, I, he's crazy. I say, no problem. That is, hey, but don't go, don't go anywhere, Joe, because I got about five of the callers I got to get to before we get out of here. So got I, it. I'm, I'm gonna put you on mute, but I'll, but I will be back before the end of the show. Got it. Thanks a lot, brother. And look, I got your name. Thank you, Joe Montana. You're, like, you too. He's Joe from Montana. I really like that. So he's a legend already, Joe Montana. You get that? He's Joe Thank from you, Montana. Joe. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Thanks a lot, Joe. Sure, I'm. I'll be around. Oh, I didn't mean to do that, but. That's for Joe. It's awesome, baby! Yeah. Now, um, one of the one of the one of the big points that um, I really liked that Joe brought up before I get to the next caller, and and we got a question coming in from one of my social media outlets, which was right on time about emasculation, is the definition for a leader. Let me put out Coach Kyrie what the definition for the leader is and the advantages of that. And Joe is doing it, but I understand how he doesn't like the past definition. So here's a leader, ladies and gentlemen, okay? So let's be very clear. The leader is responsible in the household for making things work. The leader is accountable. Most men are accountable. Ro will tell you. They, we want to be accountable, but you have mm-hmm. to stay your Stay in your energy space so we can be accountable. Now, here's the big one right here. The leader takes the pressure off the woman so she can be a generator or magnet. What am I saying? In a relationship, in a yin-yang relationship, there's hot and there's cold. Men are electricity. Women are magnets. Write that down. Memorize it. Women attract things. Men can often repel things. So I'm going into metaphysics here and the law of attraction. If you look at the anatomical structure of the vagina, it is a receptacle. It is a receptacle for attracting things, okay? She has Mm -hmm. a natural aura about herself that when you walk in the club or Whole Foods or wherever else you're at, you could be at a hotel with your woman and look at another woman and say, wow, she looks good. Well, that's because she's a magnet, and she looks good because she's been electrified, which is one of the reasons I'm a strong proponent, as like Rose says, you have to be sexually present for your woman. Give her your electricity, and she will attract what you need. She can take a piece of sperm and give you a whole baby in nine months. You think she can't produce a if you cultivate it correctly, this whole show is about cultivating. We have to know what our roles are in cultivating. 
but I totally agree. Um, like women, women are so subtle, and I'm just gonna make this phrase, and some of y'all are gonna say, "I can't believe you said that." Women are also so slick, cause slick and wisdom are very similar. They're just two different sides of the same coin. Women influence us on big decisions. Okay, so they really feel as as far as us being accountable, they feel very comfortable with that. And when women use their magic and use their attraction skills, they draw in the current situations for the man to manage. Because I haven't found women who really want to manage a lot of things. They want the rewards, and they're great at giving ideals and guidance. But as far as the heavy lifting, I haven't necessarily seen that as of, as of date. I've seen some women, but on the majority, I haven't. Now, my, the last parts of the leader. The leader checks everything immediately and in real time. Joe sounded like a real leader because he's going to check something. If it's not correct, he's going to check it. He says, I'm going to treat her like she's supposed to be treated. That means if someone disrespects her, he's going to make sure he's the leader in that house and that he puts an end to the disrespect of his woman. Also, the leader has to be in tune he has to be in tune with what's going on in the surrounding environments. And also the leader and the leader governs the physical and the environmental realm. I really haven't found women who are nat who have a natural propensity towards governing the physical realm. When the when the refrigerator breaks or the refrigerator has to be moved or the furniture has to be moved around the house, I you know, nine times out of ten I think a woman wants the man to, to, to come over there and move it. She wants to say, honey, can we move this over to the left? Or can we put this on this wall? I want to go buy this new picture. And she's using a science. And in that way, we both win. Now, the, le the follower, she needs to listen. What does listening do to a, to a leader? It builds him up. And a man needs to be built up, which leads me and segues me perfectly into my question coming from the audience. Ro, this comes straight to you. Uh, she says, I'm curious to know how you bring a man back from being emasculated. To know you have a good man, but for years all he's been told is, quote, unquote, you ain't shit. How do you build him from those ruinous backgrounds? Okay. First of all, he has to be in a healthy place. You cannot, we cannot be a man's therapist if he actually needs a therapist. So that has to be determined. I'm not a doctor in that way, okay? <laughs> but if he is in a healthy place, and this is clearly written in Man Leads, how to identify if you have a healthy, good man who's able to love you. If he's willing to grow and learn, this is a very good sign. And from there, you can, a woman can, and his woman in particular, Build his masculinity back. One of the ways to build a man's masculinity is to build your femininity. The stronger your femininity is, the stronger he, his masculinity will be. Wow, that's cool. Move, move out of masculine space. Don't do anything masculine. Don't raise your voice. Don't yell at the kids. Don't take the garbage out. Move out of masculine space. Don't boss your man around. Don't even This is tell a dream come true. Don't tell him what to do. Ask 
for everything you want. Don't forget to say please. Use a very feminine voice and only do things that are feminine. The more feminine we are, the more masculine our men can be because when you move out of masculine space, it's empty. He can step in. You also need to know how to not emasculate him. And so this is tricky for a lot of women who were born and raised in westernized society. We don't realize that just something as simple as comparing our man's ability or talent to another man is emasculating. Or something as simple as asking someone to put up shelves that your man put up the day before because you didn't like it done properly. You didn't like the way that he finished them. Or talking down to him in public, which a lot of women are confused by because they're not even sure what talking down to is a man. But anything that makes your man feel like he is a child would be considered emasculating. Any type of tone that you use will, de- will decrease his testosterone level if you use the wrong tone of voice. Men need our voices to be pleasant. They actually, scientifically, respond to a woman's pleasant voice. They need us. And the more we learn about men, the more we we realize how much they need us. But we also learn through this process that how much we need them. We need them. In order for us to be truly feminine, and to get everything that we've ever wanted and all of the joy and adoration we have ever dreamed of, the only way to actually do that is to stay in your femininity. And when you're staying in your femininity, your man will increase, as he's in his masculinity, and his masculinity will cause your femininity to continue to increase. When both people in a heterosexual couple have very strong masculinity and femininity, this creates a situation where there's no room for anybody else to step into that space. Can I? Can I? Yes. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Please continue. I was going to say that no one can step in that space because all of the feminine space is taken and women are not you know, being men most of the day, and all of the masculine space is taken, and men can just be men. They, and, just, you know, like Joe said, he made a really great point, that we don't need to sit around trying to determine if a man is good enough for us. This is a really incredibly important thing to listen to and to learn. Women have been taught that they need to sit around trying to determine if men are good enough their behavior, the way that they look, their successes, Mm -hmm. so forth and so on. But it is a woman's job as a feminine woman to nurture her man to become the best self that he's supposed to become. If you judge a man and try to determine if he's good enough, you're trying to reap rewards that you don't deserve. We're, mm. We are nurturers. We are women. We're supposed to nurture men to grow into what they're supposed to be, never judging them along the way, never mothering them along the way, 
and never talking down to them along the way. Our job is to build them up, and the best way to keep a family whole is not happy wife, happy life. The best way to keep a family whole is to keep a man, your man whole because the man has a natural, um, a natural and very strong desire to make his woman, first his woman and then his family, to make his woman happy. It is a very strong desire. This is based on nature. And this, is, this applies to all good men. And contrary to popular belief, almost all men are good, almost all. When, you, when we see a lot of negative behavior coming from men, it's in reaction. It's in, in reaction to behavior and to, in, of women and how they're feeling emasculated. Um, but when we are looking at these good men all over the world and, and affecting them based on our energy and our behavior, we need to realize that we are more responsible for a man's behavior because his behavior is reaction, although he's an adult. He's there to please you. Men want to please women. This is their goal. This makes them feel masculine. And when men are able to be in a household with a woman who is pleased and happy and not complaining and pleasant, this is the making of a man who can become the president of the United States of America. This is the type of man who reaches incredible goals because of a good woman standing behind him. It's not that he needs her to be beneath him, but he needs her to become him. Mm, mm, mm. Wow, that's cool. It's awesome, baby. I have to definitely, I just want to interject one little piece before I get to the next call because they're still standing by and I got to honor my callers, but you know that, okay, like right now, a lot of people are like, what do you, what do you mean you always keep saying you have so many books that you're working on? Yes. Unfortunately, I'm not a good multitasker, but I'm working on it. But I have like 14 titles. But my number one title is a book called If Mama Ain't Happy, Ain't Nobody Happy. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a guide for men well, it's a guidebook for women and, and, and men who love them on how to create, you know, how to encourage and nurture happiness in the woman. And I think you just gave me another chapter um, because I'm not going to say it's the man's only responsibility to make sure he comes in and kowtows and make sure the woman is happy, and, you know, but if, the woman, if a woman picks this book up, she needs to understand mm-hmm. that the happier she is, but and I'm giving her tools of how mm-hmm. she can be happy. And one of the tools I think I'm going to have to go back and review my chapters is just like you said, respecting your man. Like the more, res- the, the more feminine you are and the more respect that you give him, the, the happier you're going to be. And I think a mm-hmm. lot of women, a lot of women are missing that point because they just haven't tried it yet. They've been in well, so many... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They've been in so many relationships that have been cultivated and programmed 
by this media frenzy, which has what I call a billion-dollar-a-minute budget. Like, men, you don't have a billion-dollar-a-minute budget, but the media has a billion-dollar-a-minute budget to give us the absolute wrong type of programming on how to handle situations and scenarios in relationships. There are no, after the Cosby show, and even he, you know, the Cosby show wasn't but so realistic. You know what I'm saying? It didn't have any domestic violence. There was no cursing in it. And the mother and father were both there. And, they, you know, they were very present in their children's lives and things like that. And they celebrated and partied together. But, some of the, you know, there were some real-life issues that they didn't quite address. And currently today, there is no show on the radio, I mean, I'm sorry, on the television, that addresses some of our real-life concerns. And so people just, you know, you don't know what you don't know. That's why, that's why I feel that this show and future shows moving forward are important so people can know what they don't know. They have to go into what I call the unknown. You got what you know, what you don't know, and then there's an area called the unknown, which is why Roe is on the show, Coach Kyrie, and we're doing it like we're doing it, okay? So that's that right there. Right. So I know, I know you had a comment. I want you to hold it for a second, though, because I want to get back to the callers. They're on the line. Okay. And they want to talk to us. I think they want to talk to you. They talk to me all the time. So let me get back to the line. Uh, this is one of my Skype callers, one of my fellow astrologists. She's kind of sexy herself. She's an Aries. Uh, welcome to the show, Amenti. How you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I'm not an Aries. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I want to speak to, well, the both of you, actually, more so to the sister. Two quick comments. The first thing I have to say is I've been a just a total bitch, honestly. And um, I've just been, ever since I had the baby, I've just been a grouch and just mean and not really saying how I feel because of um, my own personal stuff I was going through. But I made a big decision, and I didn't know that decision would take a toll on me. And um, I've shut down from making that decision. And I've, I've taken it out on on um, my partner, which is not fair, but I have my reasons also. And um, my 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 second comment is, I hear everything you're saying about a man, and me personally, I went into a place where I was more feminine, and it actually worked. It really did work. But then I saw something ugly, and I, I feel like men can manipulate and try to block you from doing things that you want to do. And these are the things that I've personally seen. And it just feels like being a bitch, being mean, quote, unquote, I could say being like my mom, is, is how you can keep a man. So how no, do you, it will not. But how do you come out of that mentality? You know, it's oh. like it's like I cut, just to share with you real quick, I decided to cut my mom off. I had to. And my mom was the dominant one in the relationship, and she still is. And she dominates everybody, honestly. And um, now I feel like I'm becoming just mean and bitter like her now that I've decided to cut her off. So it's like, do you understand what I'm, what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you were saying that you feel like being a bitch is how you keep a man? 
Well, I mean, I can't help mm-hmm. it if I'm, I, I'm, I could be a bitch. That's just me. Um, I don't, and I, I don't take that word to be such a, a bad word as everybody makes it out to be. That's just mm-hmm. who I can be. That's just my personality. But I, I just feel like that type of personality is what some of these men want. It does. It doesn't seem like they want to sweeten okay. the girl they ask for. So here's the thing: we are confused about what type of man is a man. What type of male is a man and what man is healthy for us? You know, there, you, you need to make sure that your man that you're dealing with is able to, is functioning as a normal man, as a, as a man. And some men are just young and immature, and they will become able to love you and to accept your feminine grace. But there are some men who, in a dysfunctional way, do attract and desire to be with a woman who is harsh to them. However, this has to be understood. There's a time limit on that, too, because still, scientifically, that man will eventually feel depleted and be depleted of his testosterone level to a degree that he can't be around you anymore. He doesn't know that it's going to happen, but it will happen, you see? He does, he's not aware that this will happen to him. Eventually he will leave or try to escape off to another woman and try to get caught or at least try to get his testosterone levels back up to where he feels he's capable of achieving things again. To men... A lot of life is based on wins and losses. So if if you're with a man and he is feeling like he's not winning enough, he's going to have to leave you. And even if he stays living with you, he's still emotionally going to leave you. This may be the case with any man that you saw with your mother. You know, they they are physically there, but they're in the, you know that guy in the corner at the party who's just sitting in the corner rocking himself back and forth. <laughs> this happens sometimes. This is what men do when they decide to stick around because it's socially acceptable for men to stick around, to stick with their families no matter what. And when men stick with their families no matter what and they feel emasculated, they become this debilitated man, this old guy that you see at the party. That's, I want to. I just want to say real quick that, Personally, I like the feminine being feminine, and I like that because I can see the difference when you're that way. Right. And and my goal, honestly, you know, I'm so shut down because of my issues with my mother. I, you know, I want to be. I want to. It's more than just a feminine thing. You know, the cheerleader, the woman that says, "Oh, thank you," know, "Oh, baby," you know, the happy woman but I did not see that growing up. I don't even know how to open that part of me up. So how do you even how do you even start there? How do you even be vulnerable with a man where you've gone through, and especially with myself, where you shut yourself down so much? It's like, damn, how do I be vulnerable with you? How do I tell you I love you, I feel this way, I feel this way? Mm-hmm. And my way of showing that is, is by being mean. And right. I know that this is not the way because what's going to happen is, yes, you're going to go to somebody else who wants to deal with that. It's not fair. Mm-hmm. 
So many women have asked me the same question, and this is exactly why I wrote the book, because I was spending all of my time trying to explain to women this step and that step and this step and that step. There are actual steps. It's okay. an actual manual. You can, you, it literally will teach you any person who did not who was not raised this way, any person can look at it and say, okay, step one, step two, step three, step four. That's it. Uh, and it tell, applies for men and for women. Could you tell me, like, one for myself, what would you yes. say to me, like one step that you would say for me? Yes, I can tell you a few because for women, actually, there are 45. And I'll oh, have yeah. <laughs> but I, I can tell you a few. Um, one of the main steps, and, and your main purpose is to soften yourself, is that what you're saying, or to be able to be most vulnerable, which, or yeah. both? Open, open more and be that, be a little bit more, be happy and be the cheerleader sometimes, okay. you know? Okay. okay, so that is one of the steps, and it requires that you realize that in order for you to get happiness, you're going to have to practice happiness. In order to be a woman, a feminine woman, you're going to have to decide to be happy every day. And this is not something that's going to take a really long time. It kind of takes two weeks. You have to decide that in order and understand that in order to be a feminine, nurturing woman, you're going to have to make a decision and a practice out of being happy. And Understanding that any time you are not pleased or you seem unpleased with your voice or with rolling eyes or even if you don't like the chair that you're sitting in in a restaurant, any time you do that, it makes your man feel like he has failed you and then there is a negative energy between him and you every single time. We are not pleased, and I have to say not pleased to women because when we say com- when I say complaining to women, women are not sure. Women think that that means that you're just saying, I don't like this, I don't like that. But when I, when I refer to complaining, I am talking about complaining from a man's point of view. To a man, complaining is every single time that you're not happy, even yeah. if it happens a thousand times in one day. And this is a, this beautiful art form. I have seen women who are from so many countries all over the world, okay, not just Asian women, African women, Caribbean women, beautiful. They will not let anything make them unhappy, nothing. This is a practice. And in America, we think that this is normal to not like stuff. Ooh, I don't like that. Ooh, I don't like this. I don't like that. It's not normal. It's ruining our day. It's making us sick. It's making us focus on things that are negative, and it's pushing our man away. And it's... I'm sorry? No, I said exactly. I'm agreeing. Yeah. It pushes our man away. And every single time that we are not happy, it brings... Guess what comes right back to us? More not happy. So even if you're standing on a street because you don't have a car and a bus comes and splashes water on you, you have to understand that there are billions of women all over the world who have decided that even a situation like that is not going to change 
her happiness. If you can achieve this, you will have to push men away from you. They won't want. They won't want to leave. <laughs> this is the number one thing that men find attractive. This is the number one reason that men want to stay with women is because of their happiness and positive attitude. When we see women like that, we tend to refer to them as crazy in some kind of way. But happiness and a positive attitude. This is a habit, and I have had two children, and I know that you have to pull it up from somewhere, but it's definitely a habit, and the more you practice it, the happier you get, and I know it doesn't sound like specific relationship advice, but this is huge. It's just as simple as that. This one thing out of 45 different other things written in my book is huge. I agree. Um, just, I don't want to hold it the line. I just want to say this one thing. Uh-huh. My mother, I mean, I learned a lot from watching my mother. Like I said, I decided to cut her out of my life. I had my reasons. And um, one thing I saw with her was she she's very aggressive. And what I didn't like about my stepfather is I feel like he never uh, stepped up to her. He never... Spoke up against her and her actions, such as, you know, she would come home yelling about work. She'd ask him how he was doing, no hugs, no kisses. And mm-hmm. I get angry because it took me some time to even learn how to do that. And sometimes I go into a place where I go into a shell and, I, and I'm not affectionate, I'm not loving. You know, it, it, I go into that selfish place. And when mm-hmm. I get, when it get called out, when he calls it out, I get angry because I know where it comes from. It comes from a person that I dislike, and, and you know, it, it's real deep. It's real deep. Right. You know, I just wanted to. It, yeah. It, this, it can stop. Do yourself a favor. This book is $10 on Amazon on sale. Do yourself a favor. I cannot explain to you how many women were like, this is magic. It is magic for women, and it's magic for men. It works both ways. There is a science to how we are, and if you are just a tiny bit willing, you can get all the stuff that you want. And what do you think about the feminist movement? Uh, I was just, if you know anything about it. Yeah, I think that there were were certain things that were great about the feminist movement, about, you know, considering the fact that women are able to have a lot of choices uh, available to them, but I think that we were too willing to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Mm-hmm. And I, I am sad. I'm saddened to watch us go so far that we have forgotten who we are as women, and a lot of men have lost their way and don't have enough space to lead because women are taking up all the space. Yes, I agree. I have to. I have to go. I, I hope you come back because, um, yeah, I am definitely going to get your book. A minute before you leave, I want you to go. I want everybody listening to go Google CIA feminist movement Gloria Steinem. CIA mm-hmm. feminist movement Gloria Steinem. At the very top, the very top of Google. 
The first article is Gloria Steinem, How the CIA Used Feminism to Destabilize Society, written by Henry Macau, Ph.D., on March Uh 19th. I want you to see that and look at, I mean, the YouTube videos, like just, I mean, as a hist- I'm a historian, and I, re- I go all the way back to the French Revolution, which is where the roots, the actual roots of the feminist movement started. But as it came over here and Corn and Tail Pro started um, really acting really crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, before Mark, like like around Marcus Garvey and things like that, it started really getting ugly. And then when the when it started coming, the feminist movement couldn't have survived without millions of dollars, and they had to get the funding somewhere. So, in something that I honor, which is the feminine principles of my yacht, the feminine principles of the goddess of Big Mama Universe. You know how I, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm with Sister Myra And I'm with all the goddesses But when they tainted it And polluted it And started making it toxic So it became adversarial in the house The history of that Should be studied as well Especially for the younger generation Who want to just jump up and say I'm a feminist but don't know the history in it Okay So I just want to just you know add that jewel on there Before you left And I want to say I, ver- I definitely um, appreciate you calling in tonight and being vulnerable and expressing yourself and letting Ro help you and letting me listen. And it makes me feel good that as a man, I get to show the example. You saw how I sat over here and kept my mouth shut? Because I'm watching the door with the 45. And that's what a leader does sometimes in silence is creates a space, a safe space, so women can heal. And a lot of times women say, oh, Women can just heal other women. We don't need no men. That's some dumb shit. I said it on my show. That's how I feel. It's some dumb shit. Because you can't heal and protect at the same time. So when people say, well, what roles do we need to play? Men aren't the best healers and women aren't the best protectors. But as a team, we can get so much more accomplished. So that's my ideal on that. You know what I'm saying? If anybody got an offense with it, they can come see me. I'm not really hard to find. I'm all over the place. But I gotta get to and take another call. Thank you, Aminti. I really appreciate it. But I don't want you to hang up. I Thank still want you. you to stay on the line, okay? I'm here. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Thank you. This is a dream come true. Woo! And they add no raising their hands. I got another caller. Caller from the seven five seven Terry. Terry Queen Divine. Thank you for joining the show tonight. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm blessed by the best. I'm too sexy to be stressed. You know how I am. Yeah, yes, sir. Um, my question was, well, first starting off, I um was pretty much not raised by my mother or father. Um, I was a latchkey kid where I was the oldest in the household with two younger brothers. So my mother pretty much worked out of town, you know, and she would come in periodically or have family check-in to report back to her. So I never really had that foundation of how to be feminine or how to be masculine. I was always, you know, you're the oldest. You have to take on responsibility to make sure that the house don't get burnt down. Mm-hmm. So once I got to an age, maybe 14, I told her, 
you need to be mama to your kids, and I, I want to be, you know, a teenager. So at that point, I was pretty much homeless. So I'll be 32 on Friday. So since 14, I have pretty much been on my own, um, living from friends' houses and things like that. And now being 31, having a two-year-old son and having a um, about to have a daughter, I've come to the realization that my having two children by two different fathers was never in my you know my plans. Not even to have children, um, but now that I have them, I have come to realize that the same patterns of um, that I have been displaying with. Um, not having a foundation for my mother or father, that my learned behaviors became a problem for me to have a relationship, period. Um, I was in a nine-and-a-half-year relationship with the man from high school up until, um, for nine years, up until I graduated from high school nine years out. Um, and I raised his two daughters, but I raised them with the idea of what I wanted as a, you know, as a, as a little girl, you know, playing with doll babies and things like that. But it was never in my mind of the white picket fence of, you know, I guess uh, the American way that people, uh, you know, it show how a family should be. I never had that idea, but I always had that desire to be feminine. But I had to take on both roles of being feminine and masculine. But now having, raising a two-year-old son who I, I think I've done a great job with. You know, he he's two and he can, you know, say his ABCs, count to 20, you know, and he asks questions. But being now being a single mother with not having either father in the picture because um, I've made the decision that, um, I made bad choices in you know, in being in a relationship with them because I was trying to be trying to fix them, I guess, because they were going through the same things I went through. So my thing is, is how do I get to that point to where I can play my role as being a mother and being feminine and not trying to be in control and uh, as far as um, accepting the father for who they are and just allowing, you know, myself to open myself up to allow them to be a part of their children's lives um, in spite of the fact that they haven't been there because of, you know, me not allowing them to, I guess, control me mm-hmm. as far as being in a relationship with them. Because mm-hmm. I've always um, been, but I will fix you and I don't need fixing Okay. Do you have a man right now? No. Mm-mm. Okay. So this may be a hard pill to swallow, but in order for things to be harmonious, you're going mm-hmm. to need a man. You cannot achieve harmony without a man. We are human beings. We are all intended to pair and to receive and give love on a daily basis. Right. We cannot become our best selves without daily romantic love, not love from our children, not just love from our parents or our siblings or our friends. We need 
romantic, intimate love in order to become our best selves and even to become marginally healthy. So That's a difficult a I, I, Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was, I was saying this is not a choice. This is a need. We need men. And once you have, once we can accept the fact that we all need a man, we mm-hmm. need to work on getting one, a healthy man, a, a healthy good man. And that's, it's not a hard thing to find. You know, I urge everyone to go. I urge everyone to make sure that they are to get the book and make sure that you are pursuing a relationship with a good man. He doesn't need to look like Tyson Beckford. He can he can look like Mike Tyson. So all my taste is very random. Yeah, you know, Terry, you know, it's not a requirement. For a second, Terry, turn your hold on, hold on for a second. Please turn down your computer speakers because I'm getting feedback through your phone or just move away. Like when you're on the phone, you got to turn your computers down. Computer, can you hear me? I can oh, hear yeah, you now, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, my, I understand where you're coming from with um, having the need to be, you know, um, having a partner. But that's where the difficulty comes in, and you you hit you hit the nail on the head when you said that, because the only relationship that I that I have been in that where I was romanced and things like I think I took I took it for granted, and that was in the nine year relationship relationship that I was in, um, where for that nine that nine years I had stability. Um, I had a foundation, I had a home, you know, that that we had. And, I mean, even if he messed up, you know, um, he would always apologize or bring a puppy or, you know, have the house um, showered with roses all over the house, you know, doing things like that. And I, I just haven't connected with anyone like that since him. I mean, well, my son's father it was, but... He had his issues too, you know, insecurities about um, because of the way I look that um, I'm too pretty for him or he doesn't look good enough for me. And it it was a battle with trying to get him to understand that I'm with you because of what I see in you and not what you've been through. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've had that desire for that. I've always had that desire. I didn't have my father. But when my mom did come into town, she would have random men come in, and then after they were done with her, they would come into my room, and then it's like, well, you just got to be the human sacrifice. Like, we got to get what we need, and I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. And when I got old enough to say that, no, that's not what I'm going to do, then it was like, well, you don't do it, you don't buy by my rules, then you got to go. So it's hard for me to I'm sorry? I'm saying that, you know, it has to be very clear that these are unhealthy men. And it's right, very absolutely. easy to attract, it's very easy for a woman who doesn't mm-hmm. know what she's doing to attract an unhealthy man. But it's right. easier, it's easier to attract a healthy man Okay. if you know what you're doing. You know, okay. it, it's, a, it's a really important point to understand that women are magnets. We attract the right type of man to us. We don't go out trying to find 
the right type of man. We attract mm-hmm. the right type of man with our behaviors, the way that we carry ourselves, the way that we look, the way that we sound, what we're doing with our lives. Those things attract a healthy man. But we have to be yeah. able to understand how to identify a healthy man because most men are healthy. If you're attracting mm-hmm. unhealthy men who do things like go into little girls' rooms, that's because you're attracting a very small minority of unhealthy. Right. That's not normal. Well, that is not well I, I haven't attracted anyone because I've what I've what I've done is is um, kind of closed myself off because mm-hmm. my mother is married to a man who is attracted to me that made me feel uncomfortable, and he's like seventy years old. Mm-hmm. And when I was living there, he, when I was pregnant with my son, he tried to come into the room to do, you know, do that same, it was that same pattern. And I was just mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, this not going to happen. So when I stood my ground to her again, it was like, well, you're a grown woman. And, um, you know, and I'm like, no, 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 regardless of my age, I'm your daughter. And this is the same unhealthy pattern that is continuing so I have to cut you off, and I have to mm-hmm. cut off this situation because I'm bringing a child into this world, that, and I can't defend myself at this point because I was on full bed rest at the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I have to get myself out of this situation. So when I shut myself off and got out of the situation once I had my son, um, it put me back in that same pattern of being in a shelter or, you know, going from house to house with, with, with a sick child. And then once I got on my feet, you know, at least halfway, then, you know, she wanted to be, well, my son was almost two, she wanted to be in his life. So I said, okay, well, I'm working two jobs and I'm almost there to where I can protect him. And, you know, we have our own home. And then I seen a difference in my son by allowing her to have that relationship with him where he wouldn't let me change him and things like that. So once... I got into my own place. I found I was pregnant with my daughter, and immediately I had to cut cut off the ties with her and um, deprogram my son from the situation that I put him in, and I felt bad because I know what kind of mother she was and the relationship that she's in. So, you know, I I did everything. I took him to the doctor, made sure nothing, you know, no one Mm -hmm. physically harmed him. But once I started, once I gotten pregnant with my daughter, I began to have um, these dreams of um, a baby crying and, Mm -hmm. you know, crying out for saying, you know, mommy, mommy, and it being my mother and him. But I felt like it was me, you know, them attacking me as me being an infant. Mm -hmm. So at that point, I said I had to get out of this situation. And... A week after I got out of the situation, I had got my place. I found out I was having a little girl. So I basically, what I've done is is block myself off and close myself into my into my home because I feel like I can protect my children. I can protect myself. So I haven't allowed myself to open myself up to have you know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So try man. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Just, 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 just let me get in here on this piece right here. Mm-hmm. This whole, this whole shutdown strategy that 
mm-hmm. you've been using and that women use as a self-defense mechanism will not work. Your magic must be first, and you must start to dictate as far as reprogramming your mental condition about what Mm -hmm. it is that I want and having to, because when you say I'm going to shut myself off and defend myself, the universe says I'm going to give you more things to shut yourself off from and defend yourself from. Mm-hmm. And women right. have the strongest magic. I say this over and over again. I can practice and I can learn from the greatest teachers in the world, but innately how we are built, the woman has more magic. So when you use your magic unknowingly um, in these situations, that the and, and the media once again, the media was in the bad programming of the 70-year-old man, the media was in the bad mm-hmm. programming of your mother who said this is how it's going to go, but the media is also involved in the bad programming of you when you think, well, mm-hmm. the only way I got to do is shut myself down in order for blah, blah, blah. And I ask everybody this question. It's not because I'm a pseudo-Christian or nothing like that, but where's God at in the picture? Stop doing all these things by yourself. I go to Proverbs 22, 6 all the time. I mean, Proverbs 3, 5, and it says, lean not on your own understanding. Not just calling in and listening to things that I'm saying and that Roe is saying. Right. We're experts, but we are not the experts of the supernatural. And at times, you have the ability to call on supernatural powers to change your situation in an instance. There's something called quantum leaping, quantum jumping. Mm-hmm. Okay? That is a part of, but you must first see what you want. See what you want and hold to it. And when I say, I, I don't really like using the word cut people off, I like to use the word release them because we thought we were right. so dependent upon them, but we forgot of the old adage that used to say we were small, God takes care of fools and babies. And we say, oh, I got to take care of my daughter. I got to take care of your daughter's a baby. So God's taking care mm-hmm. of your child. Or, and if, but, if, but if you ain't a fool and you're not a baby, then you have to all of a sudden start tying into that divine connection that you have right. and, and, and manifesting through your own personal desires. So shutting down and putting up walls is, is also going to keep out the good things that are supposed to come to you, the good opportunities that are supposed to come to you. So I mm-hmm. suggest strongly, just like when, 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 what she suggested to a mentee is no more complaining because the universe is listening. The more that you are grateful, the more things the universe and God, the creator, will give you to open up and be thankful for. You have many angelic hosts and beings that are surrounding you wishing only for you to call upon them. But you're saying, oh, I'm a victim. My mama did this. Don't blame nobody. Don't make her a victim. Forgive yourself. Then forgive your mother. Then forgive those, you know what I'm saying, nasty dudes because they're being because they're being watched too do you know that prostate cancer you know every man that came into your room and took advantage of you is going to suffer from prostate cancer you know what yep. you, is, is ironic you say that because my mom husband just had surgery for that that exact same thing kill him up from, from, prostate, listen, from listen, prostate I'm, cancer listen i'm cold oh my at, god at times, at times i can be I do a lot of studying, and my teachers are working on me to be even softer. But at times, 
I get on I I get on my I get on my fuck them. I get on my fuck them, kill them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because they because I call them worthless. Now there's some karmic debt that everybody has to pay. And some people say, oh, well, you little too. No, that's just my warrior spirit. I'm a warrior mm-hmm. of the most high, period. That's what my job is. And so some people say, well, you're a little brash and you're a little. Listen, God ain't going to let nothing just come down and just take advantage of you like that. Rely on some of your other unseen forces. Like I said, the lane that you occupy. Ro is giving y'all some of the best advice when she says, Stay out of a man's energy space because it's limiting magically. Men have, mm-hmm. the, have the limited capacity to access magic, period. Just, so, just, so just don't get into the whole defense thing. My thing is you can win with yin. Water has always put fire out. There's no time on the planet right. Earth where fire has defeated water, and it will not. So moving forward, please get the book. Follow her on Instagram. Even if you even if you can't even afford the book, and you see her posting eight, uh, four, four or five sentences, look at them and analyze them, and meditate on them, and pray on them, and say, "Yo, how does this affect my life, God? How can um, please reveal to me how I can pull more out of this?" So that's that's what I want right. you to do, and I want you to call in the next time we have her back on the show. Because I do have to get to, I got another very special guest that I want to bring on tonight, but I want you to hear what he has to say as well um, before, you know, before the end of the show is over. So I definitely appreciate you for calling in tonight. Um, Yeah, you got me over here fired up right now. I want to ride on some cats, but it's all good. Um, I want you to hit me an inbox on Facebook because I hadn't talked to you in a minute. I didn't know that you Yeah, it's been a minute since I was pregnant with him. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of things are coming up for me too. So, I want you to um, get in contact with me tomorrow because I want to talk to you about some things um, about uh, getting some protection for for yourself, some spiritual protection. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you for calling in tonight. I appreciate Thank it. You. All right. Peace and blessings to you all. This is a dream come true. It's awesome, yeah. baby. Yeah, I got, I'm full of surprises. Queen, I see you. My co-host is in, the, is in the building, too. But before you come on, Queen, I got to bring in my next guest. The show is going to stop streaming if you're in the chat room. So if you're listening through the computer, you need to call in, 347-205-9089. If you're on the phone, you're good. I'm going to get to you. But if you are listening through the computer, you need to call in uh, in the next 10 minutes because you won't be able to hear all of the responses to what this next section we're about to go into. All right, so please call in 347-205-9089. I got some hands I still got to get to. If I haven't got to you, I'm, I see your hand. If you have a, a comment, question, or feedback that you want to make, this is a monumental show. It's epic. This is one of the most moving shows I've done. Please raise your hand and just give me a comment and say how it's affected you or if you've learned something because we want to make – this show is about my audience and giving you tools that you can use immediately. If you go to Instagram and type in Man Leads and just scroll through her post, she doesn't post no crazy stuff on there. She's posting valuable information and excerpts from she, – she's dropping the breadcrumbs to lead you to some really, really good stuff. All right? So I, um, please follow 
her on Instagram. Check out the page, um, the, 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 the YouTube channel. I spent about an hour tonight watching those videos. I was really pleased because she's really funny. And um, with all her foreign languages and rap songs, and she's going to expose you to different forms of culture and all that. But right now, I got to bring in, this is another drum roll, please. He was going to come on earlier in the show, but he had something um, going on as well. But right now, I want to bring in my pastor. Because I know some people are like, you cursing like that? And your pastor's listening? Well, I'm from the Church of What Works. So I want to bring in uh, um, uh, uh, my one of my spiritual mentors, one of my brothers from another mother. Um, this, this brother is so profound. I look up to him in so many different ways. And um, today on my Facebook page, I want to read this to you, Ro, about what he said from one of the comments. Because um, remember, you told me I was supposed to ask you this on the show. We never even got to this part. I said, does a woman need a man to lead her? And then women were like, uh, some will say no, others will say yes. Then one woman said, I think need is a little strong of a word. And then um, then somebody was like, uh, I'd rather have, I'd rather use the word allow. But the reverend came on and his comment was, he said, the words lead and follow are so loaded with various political dynamite, it's hard to answer this question. However, a couple's giftedness and experience will dictate who initiates on different occasions. I think in the end, both sexes need reciprocation and balance. Many women of the past did whatever they could to make the family work, so they weren't frozen in a given social structure. I want y'all to put y'all's hand together for my main man, Reverend. Hey, brother. I appreciate you for coming on tonight. It's awesome, baby. <laughs> yes, it is. It's an awesome show you got tonight, Kaya. I really, I came in on the part where um, uh, Ro was speaking mm-hmm. to the mission, and uh, I really, really enjoyed your advice. That was profound. Thank you. Is this is well, well, is this show able to be? Um, listen to at a different point in time because I want to tell some people to listen to this because oh, what she uh, what she gave was some just real deep wisdom. Tell me the part. My, tell, tell, me the, tell me the part exactly because she dropped a lot of wisdom tonight. So you got to be specific. It was a, yeah, it was the um, the conversation she was having about happiness and about how um, – uh, I'm, I'm trying to think how she put it, but in terms of when a woman shows displeasure, you remember that, Ro? Right. A woman shows displeasure, and it, 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 it messes with a man in a certain kind of way. I can't remember exactly where you put it, but that is right. so true. And the idea of uh, being able to um, uh, stay positive and not allow anything to take away and steal your happiness, how important that is. Because mm-hmm. in my work, I see in my work, and I've been um, I've been pastoring um, a particular church for 28 years, and I have literally seen women tear down their relationships with their attitude, and actually uh, give their husbands reasons to abdicate emotionally their commitment to them, and mm-hmm. they seem to get overwhelmed 
and with um, almost like their hands are tired, don't know what to do. So <clears throat> many times, um, and I'm not saying the, the men uh, um, were right for what they did and how they responded, but when they when they came to the um, let's say the knowledge of their of their waywardness, when they came back home or when they emotionally reengaged back into the relationship, they they paid hell, <laughs> and there was nothing they could do was right. There was always a complaint. There was always something wrong, and some of them got discouraged and just uh, they didn't leave the home again. They didn't want to go back into that, but mm-hmm. they. Um, they weren't happy, and I've seen women go old uh, complaining about things for the last 40 years or so or, or how many years, 20 years, and they are not happy, but they don't have the ability to know how to cut off the complaint meter and begin to take responsibility for the emotional attitude and atmosphere of the home. And so I really, is, is the book called Man Leads, Women Follows, Woman Follows, Everyone Wins? Yes. I, I'm 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 buying that tonight. I'm buying it for some friends of mine uh, because this is I'm serious. I'm serious. This is an important. You right, Kaya. This is a monumental dis, uh, discussion tonight, and I have just enjoyed. I'm talking so much now, but I have truly just enjoyed your wisdom, um, growth. Thank you so much. Um, I think that it needs to be said that. It needs to be understood that women have a natural empathy. Whenever we see something or experience something, we empathize with human experience. So when we watch, for instance, television and movies, we are having an emotional experience different from how men watch television and movies. Mm -hmm. So I like to – I'm sorry? No, I'm saying yes, I agree with you. And so I like to explain to women that this causes a problem often because so many things go into our heart when we are simply just watching TV. You know, we we begin to emulate and become and try things out, and this is the nature of us. It's the things that make the one of the things that makes us beautiful is how much we emphasize, and that part, the reason that we have this ability is so that we are great carers and nurturers and mothers. But it's a problem when we're watching television and movie and it's teaching us to have this crazy complaining problem. It is not normal. It is craziness. And the, and the more if you have a glimpse outside of the media and outside of this country, you will see that there are women, most women in the world, do not have anything to complain about. Most women in the world are not upset with anything. You know, Ro, I, um, the other day I was uh, discussing with, uh, um, well, it was kind of a little counseling session, but um, with um, some women, and they had, um, they had had experiences, negative experiences in childhood, sexual abuse, and mm-hmm. obviously it was coloring a lot of their... Um, Relationships, <clears throat> and 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 so um, one particular lady actually has a, a person in their life that is really um, good for them, for what I can see. But she was allowing her personal experience 
to, let's say, hold the relationship at bay out of fear or not trusting, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. um, and I told her, I said, you know, and her biggest complaint is, you know, it's financial. She want to get a, she want to be an independent woman, and all that kind of stuff. And I told mm-hmm. her, and I'm gonna see how Kaya feels about this. Well, I told her, I said, let me tell you something. And it's almost something I heard you say, Ro, uh, but I'm going to say it anyway, just to see what you think. Um, mm-hmm. I told her, I said, you know, I really believe if you open your heart up and stop pushing love away, your finances and your health and your overall happiness would open up like a cloud, like a, like a cloud full of rain. And you, you, you would you would have a blessing poured out upon you. Now, that's what I said about a couple of days ago. And when I mm-hmm. heard you say something to that, I said, "Wow, that really must have been a a divine channel or insight that I pulled out." Now, do you? I mean, I'm 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 attaching that to you, but but I really feel that um, many women actually push away their prosperity, their health, and their happiness because they allow past experiences to shut down uh, their, their heart. Mm-hmm. I, I, can, I easily explain this to women often by simply saying something like this. Every single day, a woman has so much power, and almost all of our power lies in the fact that we are women. And every single day can be the best day of your life. But you get to decide that. A woman can decide if that's going to be the best day of her life. But she also can inflict that decision on her man and her children. Hmm. There's too much power to not use. There's too much power to not use. (laughs) This is is my, my particular feedback on that. I like to bring it from high level down to eye level. The universe... The universe is a drive-through window. If you order it, when you pull up to the window, that's what you're going to get. Yep. And I, I was posting this earlier. Every ritual or everything that comes out of the mouth is a incantation. So Ro mm-hmm. is a linguist. Ro, Ro is a she's a linguist. She speaks five different languages. She trains children to speak different languages. I would love for her. To, uh, for 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 uh, Reverend Bullet for you and uh, for you and her to link up to do something down in Pine Bluff, but she understands different languages and how to communicate things. But when you speak something, when you ask someone, bring me a glass of water, that's still an incantation. It's still magical. But when you utter words that are not so agreeable, that are displeasant then the universe is still a drive-through window. Like if you order, mm-hmm. I, want a, I want a Sprite and I want somebody to spit in it, then when you get to the window, you're going to get a Sprite with a loogie in it. Just like mm-hmm. if you say, people wonder why they don't win the lottery, because you don't believe you're going to win. You just put that money on there and say, I never win. Well, when you said, I never win, as you were filling out the numbers, the universe was making sure that you were putting down the wrong numbers. And that's why I am fully, I mean, me, Ro, we just met, and you don't follow me on Facebook, but I have a squad called Team Success, and we have ten rules. Rule number four is no whining and complaining ever. 
not mm-hmm. 12 months, but no whining and complaining ever because if you possess the ability of magic and you continue to express things that you are disgruntled about, especially as Reverend Bullitt has expressed, things that have happened in the past that you can't revisit. None of us have a time machine because if we had one, we'd be doing all types of other things, but you don't have a time machine. And we get, and we get caught in the past. We get caught in the past and we, are, and we don't stay present and say that if I stay present, I can create my future. And if I show gratitude now and I show respect to myself, I show respect to my partner, I show love and affection toward myself and love and affection and appreciation toward my partner, my future is guaranteed to be full of grace, to be full mm-hmm. of joy, to be full of rewarding experiences. And that's a, a job as us, I feel like all of us on the line tonight are spiritual teachers who are even mm-hmm. in our own walk towards enlightenment, it is still one of our uh, karmic paths and recommendations that we also help others who are a little further behind us on the same path. We used to have these same issues and same problems, but now we have insight that we can share with yeah. others. And so that's well, one of the things. Well, one of the things that I feel is necessary. I think this is a very a great, this is a very deep conversation. It's a great discussion, uh, but I think the um, the impact of um, you know, obviously history and the society is actually imprisoning uh, women's capacity to release and uh, their love and to release their trust because of, you know, um, you know, real trauma and pain. Uh, because the women I was talking to, many of them have had uh, physical, sexual, and verbal abuse, abuse in their life. And... Sometimes, I guess, when you talk about this thing that's similar to the law of attraction, you know, what you put out, come back, that kind of thing, it sounds so Pollyanna. It sounds so uh, unreal that it's hard for them to to get over the hurt and pain. He did this to me. They did this to me. You know, they, they, they. And so mm-hmm. I guess I guess the question that I want to ask is that, is that um, from your experience, role and Tyre, um, what practices or methods that you know that can help women connect back to women who have been abused, I'm saying, women, women who have had some difficulty, that they can connect back to um, their heart center mm-hmm. and begin to allow the love that is in them that's trapped, that's stuck, to unblock itself and then be able to uh, connect with the man in their life or the, uh, uh, a good man in their life. Well, I usually, this is what I say to women, and I have been talking to women in Zimbabwe and England and Australia and America and every Mm -hmm. place. It has been extreme, and this is a very common question. And I say to women, um, what do you want? And it immediately changes their thinking from complaining. Immediate. What do you want? And, you know, it takes a while for women to admit that they would like the love of a man, in a, of a healthy, good man in a committed relationship who is married to them and won't, won't leave. That's what women want. 
And this is, it is not um, up for debate. This is what women want. This is what we want. And once we, once I can get a woman to admit that this is what she wants, then I suggest that she focuses on what she wants because any other word, one other thought given to what you don't want brings you back backwards. You have what to be focusing. I'm sorry. I mean, what if what if she just wants a house, a car, a job? It's never true. It's never the case. It's never the case. Every single woman eventually will admit that they actually do want a man. They actually do want his love and devotion. It takes a while, for sometimes maybe 30 minutes, but every single woman will eventually admit that that's what they actually want even though women are not presenting themselves as if that's what they want. they Definitely uh, most women are not dressing as if that's what they want. They're not acting as if that's what they want. But most, almost all women and every single healthy woman, and most women are healthy, healthy enough to give love and healthy enough to receive love, even after abuse. Even after abuse, if you're able to discuss it, to come on the radio and to discuss it and, and talk, this is a level of healing which indicates that you are able to receive love and give love because you're able to communicate. So, you know, if there, when there are, when your love is intact, then the healing that is required from all of those other things can take place. You cannot. We cannot heal from abuse without love. This is impossible. Hmm. It's not possible. You can't do it alone. You can't do it with just a therapist. You need love of someone of the opposite sex. If you are heterosexual, I'm not getting into that. <laughs> you need love from another adult in an intimate way in order to heal from anything, whether it be big or small. And men need the love of a woman through sex in order to heal and to become and to stay whole. We need each other way more than we are used to admitting. And it doesn't need to be a secret anymore. The healing that is required when there is has been abuse can only take place with love. So you have to focus on getting your love together. If you gotta get yourself together in order to attract the right love, the right man or the right right woman, then mm-hmm. that's what you need to do. Because the healing is not going to take place unless you are actively loved. And all of this is being, uh, and all of this, what you're talking about now, is discussed in the book "Man Leads, Women Follow, Everyone Wins." Yes, it is. It doesn't go wow. into details about abuse, but it definitely does go into detail about how we need each other and what it does to us. Reverend Bullard, you can't go nowhere. Hold up, everybody, stay right there because my co-host is biting at the bit. She's here. She she had to take care of some business. Mer- like I said, Mercury retrograde 
had uh, had her way with her as well. Everybody had some family stuff to to get into at the same time. So me as an astrologer, I'm just loving it right now. But I got to bring her in before I do. I want everybody to go to you to YouTube as well and type in the Mind of Grace, all one word. Go to YouTube and type in the Mind M I N D of Grace on YouTube. That's including you too, Ro. Because this brother who's on the line right now, I mean, he's he's a humble spirit, but he drops some heavy, heavy stuff. And I really want you all to subscribe to his channel as well, The Mind mm-hmm. of Grace, because he's not your ordinary, <laughs> he's not your ordinary uh, pastor running the mill. You know, uh, he's, I mean, Christ consciousness, just to say the least of what this brother is presenting. But please, everybody, go follow and subscribe to the YouTube channel, The Mind of Grace. Pick out your favorite, post it on Facebook, on your social networks. But also, we're still using the hashtag tonight, Man Leads. And with that being said, i got to bring in one of my super favorite females of all time, my co-hostess with the mostest. She's normally here on every Monday night. She's, she's here. On, she's here. She just has some life happens. It's okay. But she's been holding on, listening patiently for um, for a little while, and I got to bring her in because she's been texting me like, "Boy, you better open my line." So, uh, without further ado, Beauty Queen. Hello, hello, everyone. Hello. Hi. Hi. Can you all hear me? It's awesome, Hi. baby. Peace, love, and blessings to everyone. It's been uh, amazing listening to. This conversation is so delicious, and I just cannot wait to come in and join in. So thank you for having me. Well, you know, it's partly your show, too, so come on, and you got something to say. You got makeup for lost time. I'm, I could be over here with laryngitis or something, so give me some of your feedbacks and comments, you know, to our to our guest tonight, you know what I'm saying, and uh, just, you know, on whatever uh, that you want to – Wherever you want to pick up on where we're at right now. Well, um, so, yeah, I've been listening since the caller, the last caller, the sister called in. And, um, yes, I mean, there's a lot that I agree with. Um, I I did finally hear um, the self-love piece. And, and, you know, that's what my work is all about. And we can sit up and talk about what women should do how they need to let go of this, how they need to heal from that, um, you know, how they need, a lo- need the love of a man and all those things. And all those things are correct. But we can't really talk about those things until we talk about self-love and self-acceptance, you know. And I finally heard it come out, and I was like, oof, thank you. But, you know, I feel like there's, like, all this attention to what women need to do and what they need to let go of. But um, it, it's like this dismissive energy or this dismissive ideas of the pain that women carry. I mean, two out of three women have been sexually assaulted. Women mm-hmm. are carrying a lot of pain, a lot. And most of us don't have the tools. We don't know how to let go. We don't know how to heal, you know. And so we keep getting into these relationships because we keep, we keep hearing, we need a man, we need a man. Well, we can't even attract good, healthy men if we're not good and healthy ourselves. So I wanted to bring that to the conversation. Can I respond to that? 
Absolutely. <laughs> I um I did a um a message that was entitled Jesus and the Lost Goddess. And um the concept that I dealt with in that particular uh, message was <clears throat> when I look at the genitalia of a man versus a woman, men are like swords, women are like cups. Now I look at that and I say, a woman, a cup holds. Therefore, a woman's womb holds the energy of a man, the energy of a child, the energy of everybody who's connected to her. Women hold things. Now, if that cup is not cleansed, if that cup is chipped and it's a crack, it it, it 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 means that that woman has a problem and she needs to be uh, healed or she needs to be cleansed. But I think that cleansing, spiritual cleansing, is important for a woman. And I think that many times women are so giving, they're so always nurturing others, that they don't take time to truly give themselves a thorough spiritual cleansing. I'm not talking about a bath. I'm not talking about some type of physical thing. I'm talking about a spiritual cleansing. One of the tools that I have found, and Kaya knows this well, um, I have found from our teacher, Dr. Mitchell Gibson, is the ability to have a spiritual cleansing. Now, he has a product out uh, called the Medallion of, of Sanctification that is like a spiritual cleansing. I really feel that many women who need something, of just people, men, period, but I'm talking about women tonight, really need to focus in on a spiritual cleansing to get that negative energy out of their womb. I have talked to many, uh, I've talked to uh, 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 medical doctors, uh, uh, naturopaths, and they oftentimes talk about that when women have certain problems with nurturing coming from their relationship with their mother or their father, it affects the right or the left breast. I don't know how your research is has converted that worldwide role. I was interested to know that. But how the inability to, to hold, the inability, the inability to cleanse negative energy and holding on to the remnants of past and broken relationships um, is really troubling because, as they say, if mama's not happy, no one's happy. And, um, and so I think that this is something that we need to talk about. One other point that mm-hmm. I stopped, and that is I think the church needs the church um, um, for the past, well, whatever, just the church. I really think that the fact that the church does not have many, except the Catholic church, but really it's, it's a, well, let me just say this. I think the church has played a part, a part in this because the church does not have a goddess. And I think that if we I believe, say, if, amen, if, if, if we if we believe that man and woman that God made man and woman in His image, that means that some part of God, a large part of God, <laughs> is is feminine. Mm-hmm. But there is no image in terms of no icon, particularly in the in the Protestant churches. The Catholic Church gets by they have Mary. But, but you know, she's kind of reduced a little bit. But we do not have 
We do not have God as female in our culture. And the question is, a man can rise from, boy, all the way up to divinity because God the Father, our Father. But how far does a woman rise? She gets to a certain point and it stops because there is no divine feminine image, God mother. And I think that's one of the things that I've corrected in my church and because I speak about Sophia and, and, and my church from that tradition, my art and others, I think we have to recover in the woman the divine image of her as a representation of the creator. And I think mm-hmm. that's a part that begins to help women connect all the way up from, all the way up to the top. All, all mm-hmm. the way up Absolutely. To the top. I think that's Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so happy to hear you say that as a, um, a minister you know, with with the congregation, I'm so excited. You know, that's that's um, revolutionary. You know, and not only not only the divinity of women, but her sexuality. You know, our sexuality sexuality has been demonized and shut down, and that's a lot of times why women shut down. <laughs> so, if and so the work that I do particularly is with women and their sexual energy. You know, and this this being a pathway to their self love and self acceptance because they can't do we cannot do anything without that. There is no I'm gonna attract a man and I'm gonna have a healthy no. If I don't have a healthy relationship with myself, if I can't accept myself, love myself, there is no healthy relationship with any man. And the woman is the first teacher. She's the first nurturer, she's the first everything. So if the women are broken and we are raising the children, which is ultimately humanity, then how are we, what's, you know, how are the men showing up? And how are we, if we're broken, how are the men healthy? Well, I actually don't agree with that all the way. I think that healing yourself is automatically attracting good men at the same time. Bettering yourself and being positive and creating a healthy spiritual cleanse, as was said before, will automatically attract positivity. So, you know, we, it's not necessary to say that one needs to happen before the other because it's going to happen simu- simultaneously. This is an automatic thing. Light is attracted to light. Right. We agree. And, but what I'm saying is we, you and I have some level of, you know, education, information. We've been exposed to different ideas, right? But what about people who don't have, they don't know? Everyone everyone has the ability and everyone can start from somewhere. And, you know, this is the reason why I said that you have to start with a choice to be happy and positive. This is a choice and a habit. This is the easiest and quickest way to heal, to begin to heal yourself. And if people don't know exactly how to do it, one of the fastest ways to change your mood is through music. Everybody knows this. This is the fastest way to keep yourself positive throughout the day or quickly positive if you become upset. And, you know, it, it seems like a quick fix or something that is Pollyanna, as was stated before, but this is simple because it's simple. And and we don't need 
always to put our power of ourselves in someone else's hands. We have the power to immediately change our thinking and our hearts and our lives through our our thinking and our hearts and our lives, period. Mm-hmm. We don't disagree on that. I agree with you. So, you know, there, there, there are – men deal with things differently than women, way differently. And men don't necessarily need to talk things through like women do. You know, we had a, call, a caller earlier who said that she wasn't always willing to talk you know, but that is a method that works with women mostly. Um, there, men, there are men who are able to deal with things in various ways, and, and there are several healthy men able to love women, contrary to popular belief, and wanting to. But Amen. If there are women who are constantly, we are unknowingly, constantly pushing men away. And guess what? Men are not the villains. That's, we need to stop thinking of men as being villains. Unhealthy men are villains, but this is a very small majority of men. Most men live to see women happy. Live. This is their purpose. And joy fills them up to see their woman happy. It is abnormal for a man to enjoy a woman's despair. And I'm going to so tell you something, bro. I'm sorry? I'm going to tell you something. I, I appreciate you. I really do. For, <laughs> yes, we have for to saying understand. those words. We, we need to understand this is man's nature. Man, it is not a man's nature to want to hurt a woman. That's propaganda. That's TV. Men cannot stand the sight of a hurt woman. Most men want to throw up at the sight of a hurt woman. They may not be able to express this to you the way that I can, and that's what I'm here for. But men need women to be happy. It makes their life worth living. We have to understand this is where men come from. This is the essence of them. They are our servants in this way. They live for us. And when we are able to understand that a man's main purpose in life is to please women, his mother, his wife, his daughter, this nothing makes a man more happy than to see his family happy. Nothing. And the hits just keep on coming. I want to, I got to, hold on, I got to, I got to interject right here because I want to give another, one of the things Queen said was how, okay, when you make the choice to allow a man to love you, like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you, in astrology, it's called a Scorpio syndrome because Scorpios hold grudges more than any other of the 12 signs. And to get past that, to hold a grudge is the same thing as sabotaging your spiritual growth. You cannot grow while you're holding on to us, while you're holding on to a grudge. That's what forgiveness is all about. And it pains us so much when we try to love women and they have this grudge. Right now, my mother has a grudge 
against my father. My mother's living. My father passed away in 2002, and she's still holding the same grudge. You understand? I live with this on a daily basis. It pains me. That's why I know exactly what you're saying is the facts. It pains me that she will not allow certain uh, dynamics of my love to enter into her life because she associates me as picking his side when I was 12 years old, not a man yet, and now she's still holding a grudge against a, a man who's now in the grave and and her son who's now an adult. But there's there's still days when I don't feel complete because I'm not even allowed. I'm not even allowed. There's nothing I can do. I'm very, very, very powerful. I can do a lot of things physically, but when a, when a woman just says, no, I'm not going to allow you to come in and I'm not going to receive the love from you, that really hurts a man. I mean, like, it's, it's, it can be very torturous, you know what I'm saying? And it's, it, it's on that woman to say, I'm going to allow men. Because what you talk about is what comes about. This is the whole danger of the what about syndrome. When you talk about the men in the minority who, who are abusive to women, well, what about these men? Well, what a, you give them more power. Dr. Malachi York, my first spiritual grandmaster, said to kill the devil, stop talking about the devil. The more, mm. you, speak, the more you speak about the devil, the more power you give him. You want to kill the devil? Stop talking about him. Stop responding to him. The word respond, when you break it down, is R-E hyphen S-P-A-W-N. And spawn means to give life to. When God said, I breathed breath into man and I made him a living soul, but you were made in his own image, that means anything you breathe breath into, you give life to. So that's why I always say no whining and complaining. I would love to have a show where it was strictly about the gratitude of strong men. You know, but then there's there's always this interjection, but what about, but what about? But what about if we stop talking about them? But what about if we stop giving them attention? They will cease to exist. It's a scientific fact that it doesn't exist until you pay attention to it. Mm. And, and 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 that's the media. The media and 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 those I don't even want to say somebody's under that spell because it's a choice to be up under a spell. It's a choice to be free. Nobody can stop you from doing something that you put your heart's desire in. So that includes forgiveness. That includes allowing men to be men, allowing you to be a woman, to be the choice. My plain choice is always the example I gave earlier. If a woman enters a room, if a man and a woman are entering the room and on the bed they have to get dressed to go out that night, and there's a $10,000 beautiful gown and a $10,000 suit of armor. If you run as a female and grab the suit of armor because you feel you need to be protected, then you only leave the man the gown to wear. And by nature, he's not going to wear the gown. He'll walk around and be naked, which may be embarrassing to you. Or if he puts on the gown, he's embarrassing. But you have to be wary of your choices, ladies. You have to be choices because you are the first teacher. You are the strongest mad guy. 
So when you make your decision to let the man lead, you're actually benefiting the entire family. It doesn't mean yep. that you can't guide. It doesn't mean that you can't guide. Leadership doesn't mean he's the only guide in there and he's a leading doesn't mean dictator. Leading doesn't mean Adolf Hitler or uh Joseph Stalin or anything like that. It just means the accountable person. But women are and, and, and men are built for that. They're built for that physical task that comes along with that. And women being more malleable, more emotionable and even more sensible at times when their emotions are not going haywire, then they're going to um, they're going to give a stronger uh, family support from the uh, devotee side. If you don't like the word follower, you can use the word devotee, the cheerleader, as a mentee said earlier. We need more. We need more cheerleaders. Men are not natural cheerleaders. That's not us. You know what I mean? That's not how we're built. We're not. Because we don't have the emotional content. And if you do your research, men weren't even designed by women like that. Does anybody know why the testicles are so far from the heart? That's because the women scientists made them that way. The women scientists made them that way. That Adam and Eve story, that's some bullshit. Didn't no woman come from no man's rib? That's some straight bullshit. You understand? Okay, so look. So then when we start, when we get into this story, right, about what female science is making men, this is – now, I'm not saying that there is anything wrong with women following men or men being leaders, if that's what you choose to do. But what I have an issue with is that being projected as the only way or the way it should be. That okay, women I have should to... only show up. Okay, well, let me finish. That women should only show up one way, and men too. And that's not, you know, that's it's restricting, it's limiting, and it's generalizing. Okay. Um, and so, if 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 women created men, and if we we agree that we're the first teachers and nurturers and all that good stuff, then why is it that we are going to always allow a man to lead? And if this is truly a partnership. We're harmonizing. Then doesn't it go back and forth? Isn't it sometimes I'm leading and he's leading? And if I'm truly first, then aren't I really manipulating you into thinking that you're leading? Or uh, or I'm allowing you to lead, but really I'm leading. Okay. Can I answer? Sure. Okay. Um, there is a science to this, and it goes like this. Men, women cannot physically protect their family the way that a man can. A woman needs a man's physical protection in order to, in in any type of emergency situation, to carry something heavy up a hill if they have to get away from someplace, to get out out of an airplane if necessary. Women need a man's physical protection. This is not debatable. Men it's have absolutely a, 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 debatable because there will be some have, women that was that will they they will outrun, outfight, outlift. A ten-year-old boy has more physical strength than almost every woman you can think of. Men and and the drive. Well, we're talking about adults, and I'm just saying I don't I don't I'm disagree with saying, you. I I'm want men to serve me that way. I'm trying to answer the question. Okay. Men okay. have a physical strength. It's not debatable. I'm not really sure why we're debating it, but men have a physical strength that women do not possess. And in order for this strength to 
stay sharpened, a man's testosterone level needs to stay high. In an act of leading his family in any type of way, this creates a situation for a man that gives him a testosterone surge. And I will say it in another way. A man physically becomes more masculine and able to protect his family the more he's allowed to be masculine and protect his family. You use it or you lose it. And this is the reason why women need to let men lead because when there is a situation when men need to protect and to provide, women can't provide all the time. Women get pregnant, okay? These are biological things. When we need men to do these things that they were born to do and that causes them to become better men, we can't have a situation where we're leading sometimes and decreasing their testosterone and masculinity when we need them to stay sharpened and masculine. Can I say something to this? Mm-hmm. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you, Ro. And I want to I give some evidence from, I guess, the dark side. And that is, is that in many times in dealing with situations where very highly intelligent and economically potent women uh, are, oftentimes they lose their husbands uh, because many times they emasculate them, sometimes knowingly, consciously, sometimes unconsciously. And oftentimes those men go to women who are less economically viable Mm -hmm. because those women allow those men to be men. Mm -hmm. And increase their testosterone. Biologically, it increases testosterone. And let me say this about that, too. We live in a culture that is slowly but surely decreasing men's testosterone through through, through, um, um, the type of sprays they spray on our foods and our fields, the estrogen-based chemicals that have been used in in our uh, water, plastics, and others and it's causing a major decrease in men's virility. A mm-hmm. man's virility, a man's virility 40 years ago at age, at age uh, 70 is about equal to a man's virility at 20 today. In mm-hmm. other words, his in virility is, and his testosterone is decreasing today compared to his grandfather yesterday. Right, and I challenge that is, that is a fact. That is a fact. It really is. And but I challenge people to listen to this other fact. There is no other factor, not environmental, and not scientific, than the immediate surge of testosterone either going up or down than the treatment of a man's woman, his particular woman. So testosterone is different based on geography. Men in different countries in, on this same day have different levels of testosterone. And in our particular society, men suffer from the lowest levels of testosterone. And we have the highest divorce rates. Those are connected. 
Okay. This is the thing, though. I'm not, I don't disagree with that. Because what I hear you speaking to is a tradition. It's a paradigm, right? The, I want a man who's going to protect me. But, okay, first I want to say this. A no, man needs to be stronger than a woman. A man is stronger than a woman, and he needs to be so he can protect her. But from what? We don't live out. We we don't we don't live in huts, and I mean, don't need to protect us from animals. He you needs know, to protect your femininity. He needs to protect your femininity. I agree, but and I agree with our society does not protect our femininity, which is why our men are losing their testosterone and becoming more um, feminine, right? So. Um, but I think you're you're speaking to a tradition because some no, women not. aren't interested. Well, let me finish. Some women aren't interested in being married, and that doesn't necessarily mean that they don't want a man. Some women, um, you know, it's it's not it's they're, they're not interested in in attracting one partner who they're going to get married to and have children with and, and spend the rest of their lives with. So, and then the other thing is, you know, this this idea that. Men, okay, for me, yes, I want a man. I'm very feminine, and I want a man who will pick up heavy things for me and do things around the house for me and fix my car. And I want that, right? I want my man to be strong, physically stronger than me. That's important. I'm not interested in, com- in competing with my man that way. But some women don't show up that way, and that doesn't mean that they're not feminine, it does mean that they're not feminine. It also is not true. You know, I don't think it's fair to speak for other women when the truth is that they're not usually saying what they really want up front. But it's that's exactly hard. what you're doing. You're speaking for it's all hard. women. And all that, all that I, I'm saying is that all women don't show up the same way. It's not, it's okay. just, we just don't. I'm the person who, did, who has completed a research here. Women who speak in, it, a lot of women in the beginning say that they don't want marriage, but this is not this is not true. Heterosexual women want committed relationships, whether you want to call it marriage or not. The other thing that needs to be understood is protection from a man comes in very many forms. And there's one thing that I always have to point out, which is I like to call a male voucher. If a woman does not have a man behind her, in an emotionally protective way, other men respond to her differently, and they get to decide how they're going to treat her instead of trying to determine how she should be treated based on her man. This is the nature of other men. A bus driver will treat a woman a certain way based on who he believes is behind her, a teacher, a professor, somebody at the post office, every single man unconsciously treats a woman a certain way, a certain value based on the (coughs) emotional, emotional protection that her man provides for her because men copy value of other men. So if your man Mm -hmm. values you enough in order to protect you, other men join in because that's masculine nature. But if a woman does not have a man behind her, every single man that she meets on a daily basis is going to be able to determine for himself what her value is and how he's able to treat her. This is why women who don't have fathers get treated less 
kindly than women who do because women need a male voucher. We need a male voucher. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree with this that. Is, you know, and so this idea that, you know, we don't need men's protection does not just come in a physical form. It's emotional also. Wait, but that's not what I'm saying. And I did not say that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that women show up differently, that it's not, it's not, a, it's not fair to box all women in one container because we do not all show up the same way. That is what I'm saying. Okay, uh, but all heterosexual women. And we're talking about heterosexual women, though, right? Well, okay, so if we're talking about heterosexual, I think even lesbian women, <laughs> but, you know, but I think even lesbian women. About, this, this conversation is not about lesbian women. Okay, so what about bisexual? This conversation is not about bisexual. This conversation, in my research, is based on heterosexual couples only, and I'm okay. I can't, I'm not, not okay, qualified. so couples. So you're not. So did you? I'm wondering your research. Did you interview women who were single, or, or were they all in relation? Hold on, 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 hold on. Let me come in with the clarity. She wrote a book called Man Leads, and the qualifications had to be women. I mean, men who came from relationships of 20 years or more with women and their families were from relationships with women. So it's not mm-hmm. a, a, okay. a book about all women. It's about man leads because the end game is to be in a healthy heterosexual relationship. That is mm-hmm. where the end game is at. So she's not, so she's not speaking about every female on planet earth. And so yeah. we're, so in looking for the hole in her argument by saying, what about lesbians and what about bisexual women, she's not including them in there, and neither am I. Wouldn't do a whole nother show on that. But right now, the show is about what our children need to see. I'm not against lesbians. I'm not against bisexuals. But yeah, because children do. have lesbian mothers. Y'all know that, right? No, they don't. Yes. No, they don't. No, yes, they, don't. they do. No, they don't. They don't. There are they don't. no lesbian women that have children. No, they don't because because you adopt because you're a lesbian and you adopted a child doesn't mean no, you no, have no, a no, lesbian no. mother. No, no, right. Wait, That's right. Wait, wait, wait. Huh? Right. No. Wait, 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 wait a hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Everybody, be quiet. I'm talking right now. I'm the man. I'm taking control right now. Be quiet. For a woman, you to don't have to speak that way, though. That's unnecessary. For a woman, for a woman to have to have a baby right now in this society she has to have the sperm come in whether she goes to a bank there is no asexual reproduction right now there is no majority asexual reproduction so when you say there are um there are there are children who have lesbian yeah they have lesbian parents but her biological she came as a production of a scientific thing called copulation of an egg and a sperm mm-hmm. period so that that's so, so 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 when I say there are no lesbian mothers, I'm not talking about parents. I'm talking about biological. Biologically, they had to have got um, be seeded by a sperm. Now, because mm-hmm. science, because science in the last ten or fifteen years has said uh, we can afford um, you to do this by uh, the money that you come up and pay. That's the, it's not natural. 
It's not That's the natural, not where I'm coming from. Children. I'm not talking about that. Let me let me clarify my position. I'm not about that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about women who have had uh, sex with men who maybe even identified as heterosexual, but now they identify as lesbian and they have children. That's what I'm speaking to. Okay, but that has nothing to do with men, a relationship. I get that now because I understand what your research is about. I get that. So I, I, I needed the context. I have the context. Okay. I will still stand firmly in my position and say that, you know, obviously you did your research and your research is your research. And so, I, you know, I'm not going to touch that because that's, that's yours. Um, but I'm still going to firmly say, you know, all women don't show up the same way. You know, all, all all healthy heterosexual women want to be in a committed relationship with a man, whether you call it marriage or not. Now, if you can you, in talk, a, can you define committed nature, relationship? A, a man in a committed relationship with you, protecting you and providing with you, and having possible offspring or not, but a long-term relationship between a man and a woman. All women want that. All healthy heterosexual women want that. And if you don't want that, you don't qualify as healthy or heterosexual. Wow. That's interesting. I have to open up the lines. I have another caller who's been waiting for me the whole show. And he's blowing me up over here. I got to bring Ding Ben in. Big Ben on the left coast. Your mic is wide open. You got the floor, big brother. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the show. Uh, I've been waiting patiently, as you said. I'm in the presence of a cultivated queen. Her knowledge is at a high elevated level to speak on the aspect of Western civilization and its misconcepts of the male-female gender aspiration, the aspect of protection throughout the animal kingdom, throughout everything, the male plays a role and the female plays a role. Undeniable. Undeniable. I'll take the largest predator, most regal animal in the animal kingdom, the lioness, as powerful she is. Does she challenge the male for his position? Does she, does she know her role? And is she mm-hmm. powerful as the male and rise with him side by side? Okay? Does he, she increase his testosterone? The aspect of protection, the fact that women talking about in this society there is no protection, when they get beat up by a man or an individual, who do they call the authority, which is usually men or, mm-hmm. or individuals, to rectify the situation. The male principle never being respected goes back to one of the first callers saying, men in this country are sick of it. They're, mm-hmm. sick of being dis- they're sick of being dishonored and disrespected. Disrespected in the sense that you have women even saying, when I get married, I don't even have to take your name no more. I'm not willing to do what my mother would do to honor my, your, your father. Women today are saying, you know what, I don't need you because there's a false understanding of how things function. If all the electricity, all the other things went back to Stone Age or what have you, where would we have? We would have male and female dynamics. 
We have male and female dynamics. You can look at Survivor. There's male and female dynamics. Because there's resources, which is also a mirage, because you don't understand how currency works, and the aspect of leadership, it is mind-boggling boggling, that when something is said, a concept will not all. Can we say 80%? Can we say 90%? Can we say there's a difference between equal and identical? Terminology in the sense that we're, we're both equal. If we're both equal, one and one equals one is equal to one. Men and women are equal, however, at the same time different. Design totally different. We got concepts, mm-hmm. concepts twisted that whatever a man can do, a woman can do. Really? Physiologically, that's not true. From which side of the brain they use is not true. Understanding of history from the beginning of time to current day events, and as the author put it, not until the 1940s did certain groups have a twisting of the engineering and the condition of people's mindsets. And then that same ideal ideology is going into a place where women, like I've stated before, are stating, I don't need men. In this society, where around the world, the rest of the, rest of the world, they're saying, I value him and I honor him. And, and the man returns with, I value and honor this woman and I will die for her. No mm-hmm. questions. No questions about that. Well, in this society right now, men are changing on the women because the simple fact is we're getting tired. We're not going to die for somebody who won't honor us or our offspring. Mm-hmm. That is becoming the, the situation that the, the author said from the beginning. We're having these conversations, and women are supposed to be so much good communicators that they ain't listening. And since they ain't listening... They ain't getting the wisdom and the truth that men are telling them. There is a difference between men and males and how we feel, which you guys deny think that we don't. We don't have feelings. Women ain't going to go in large numbers to protect a society for people they don't know. Men have done it traditionally year in, decade in, century in, as a protection for their offspring. That is undeniable. If there is some facts that you can manufacture, I would love to see them. But the aspect of taking one word out of a sentence and then building a whole thesis is kind of like, hmm. What are you speaking to specifically? What would you like me to specifically speak on? You said taking one word and and, and what did you say, Bill? When she's talking about the male-female dynamic, and you start bringing about lesbianism and that being in that dynamic, that's not even a dynamic. That's two females. I asked We're a question to... for clarity. No, I asked a question, and at the same time, when she said, I've done research, now, a, a test study of many people around the world and what they desire, what women desire is the compliment. We can go, um, to, not was it Tom Cruise? You complete me. In that aspect, because there's two halves. There's a yin and a yang. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay? It's the design of God of the divine that the male who is aspiring, who studies, understands and values 
that woman, okay, but the woman uh, in the Western society has not studied. She's being, being manipulated and saying, you are my enemy. I am better mm-hmm. than you. Yep. And that's the confusing thing for any man to understand. And it's getting a lot of men fire up in the sense that, wow, 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 wow. I'm replaceable or synonymous with a Petri dish. Mm-hmm. A, petri, a Petri dish. If any man was to say that, a man, a month mm-hmm. about his child's mother, you know his status will go right down immediately, right there? Ain't no man going to be like, oh, yeah, Don, I respect you that you're talking about your woman in that manner. Now, there's, there's people who do that in this society also because of the system. And the thing is that as men and as adults, we got to understand what the system has done. We can basically go Willie Lynch on that and understand when you change the wiring around, you get a different party. Do men have uh, masculine energy? Do women have um, female, uh, masculine and female energy? We both do. But the thing is, manufactured and uh, manifested, excuse me, in this society, there's a reason why you have a female organ compared to a male organ. Because that is how you're designed physiologically, spiritually, and on this plane, how you will exist. Undeniable. Mm-hmm. So it's funny. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say I understand your questions, but at the same time, I, I, I don't understand your questions because some of the stuff they say is, is just like right there. And you say, when we're talking about general, when we're talking about general, when you do a study, you do general assessment and not a specific person's ideology. As, as her de- uh, describing herself as a sociologist, that's what she would do. She would understand the behaviors of a mass amount of people and come with a consensus of this is the things that are important to them, time-tested, over this decade, over this decade, over this decade. Well, it's mm-hmm. not a trend. Not some falsity that's going to try to be recreated. Like Coach even put it, a woman can have sex with uh, a lesbian, can have sex with a man, produce a kid, okay? She has his chromosomes, and you think that's the same as his chromosomes being a part of, of his development, his ancestry, his lineage? It's just been separated as soon as you take him out of the equation. Mm-hmm. So the aspect and lineage, of having, and, Excuse me? I'm just saying that's just such a great point about lineage. You know, we want we all want to make these points about accepting everyone, but lineage is one of the hugest reasons why I did my research. We we're not one generation. And in Quick, order for if I can, if I say something real quickly, just in my study of coaching and, and, and Dr. Mental Gibson, we have connections of four generations of our lineage on this plane. So if you disconnect that what kind of people are we becoming? Well, we don't know our identity. We don't know what we can become because people are manipulating. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.